Hi friends! Welcome to Nature Check's Arctic Campaign, the show where you come for the game and stay for the science! Woo! Uh, hi, I'm Cheryl, my pronouns are she, her, and I'm the Dungeon Master for the Arctic Campaign. I'm also a PhD student studying ecology at the University of Illinois at Chicago and desperately trying to finish my proposal before my prelims at the end of March. Uh, when I'm not working on that stuff, I'm also a science communicator and the host of The Roving Naturalist on YouTube. Uh, next we've got Nancy. Uh, yeah, that is really weird. Hold on a sec. Yeah, I don't- that's so strange. Why? Ah! That was- that was what I missed out on. I <laughs> we no can hear me. figured out why. Now you should be able to hear everyone. I think. Somebody else. Hello? <laughs> I think. Somebody else. Hello? Perfect. Okay. So that was me um, forgetting to change back a setting in the software because yesterday I did an interview with friend of the show, Andrew, who also made the beautiful overlay that you can see right now on the screen. Isn't it gorgeous? Yeah. So I did an interview for one of Andrew's two podcasts because he's a monster and produces so many lovely things. Um, so that will come out eventually, but I changed the settings back. So now you should be able to hear everybody who's not Cheryl. Okay. Nancy, try that again. <laughs> Hello, my name is Nancy. I'm an entomologist. I live in Ecuador where I do ecotourism and I'm so excited because I'm bringing a small group to the Amazon next week. Yay, so exciting. I play a, a roguish young woman named Kay and our pronouns are she, her. Cool. Uh, I forgot what I was doing. Oh my God, I'm in charge of this. Next there's Ryan. <laughs> Hello, I'm Ryan. I am also an entomologist. I'm coming to you from Pittsburgh, uh, where I do entomology-related things uh, in the medical marijuana industry. And in our campaign, I play Fletcher, a human wizard, uh, and both of our pronouns are he, him, his. Awesome. Next, there's Cindy. Hey, I am Cindy, she, her. I'm a science enthusiast, and I play an Endorian engineer over on Heroes of Awesome Constellation on the Weirdlings Twitch and YouTube channels, which may be coming back soon. <gasps> I don't what? know. We were talking about that, and then hell froze over. I live in Austin, Texas, for reference. Here, I'm playing Nadia, the water mythic druid. <laughs> and then there's Peter. Peter is me. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm also an entomologist. Um, I do horticultural research in North Carolina, and uh, I play Cedric, and our pronouns are he, him, his. Marvelous. And we have our returning special guest, Angelo. Hi, I'm Angelo. I'm an experimental archaeologist who studies uh, tool and weapon recreation, specifically like Stone Age tools and weapons. For this campaign, uh, I am playing a Thrykreen named Kui. Uh-oh. Say that last part again. I think we lost you. <laughs> oh, uh-oh. I'm playing a Thrykreen named Kui for this campaign, and our pronouns are he, him, his. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, if you are watching us live right now, hi... 
Uh, Teal, hi Qui-Gon, hi Biker Dave, thank you so much for being here. As always, you know the drill, if you have questions for the cast, put them in the chat, they'll respond or we'll bring them up on stream so that we can talk about them. Um, be sure to check the reference section down below for the social media handles for the entire Nature Check cast, and you can come hang out with us on our Discord. There's a link there that should be good, like, forever now, I think I said it correctly this time. Um, so you can come join us on our Discord, we've been sharing D&D &D memes and talking about science and also hell freezing over in Austin. So it's a fun time. You can hang out with us on the regular. Yeah. Um, don't forget if you are not able to watch us live or you want to share us with your friends, you can as always find the sessions for our TTRPG games in video form on our YouTube channel and in podcast form everywhere. Uh, follows, subscriptions, comments, shares, and reviews really help us out on all of our platforms. So thank you for doing those things as well. Appreciate you all being here. All right. Time to get into the game. Yesterday was a busy day. You fought some scorpions in your camp, started traversing the desert, made friends with an eagle, and fell into a canyon. After finally remembering you had a net in your inventory to use as a harness, you managed to remove the last member of your party from the canyon and stumble your way into a large camp of thrycreen, mantis-like humanoids who are currently holding their summer festival, or Jupenilwiltl. You were welcomed into the fairgrounds by Kui, a young thrycreen hunter and warrior. He allowed you to rest in his tent until the harsh daytime temperatures subsided and the festival activities were in full swing. You cheered on the sidelines as Kui competed <laughs> in the <laughs> ceremonial machetas using his atlatl and dart weapon system, eventually winning the whole event and receiving beautiful, expertly made new weapons as his prize. You then tried your hand at a few of the other festival games, including Sapo, a coin toss game, and Chaza, <laughs> a team sport with incredibly heavy paddle rackets. You played Chaza against a team of Thrycreen and put in a good effort, but unfortunately your lack of familiarity with the game meant you lost in the end. It is now the night between the fourth and fifth days of Bright Run, and you're sleeping in the Thrycreen camp. All are asleep, and at least one of you is dreaming. Headphones off for everybody but Kay. God damn it. <laughs> I hate this. Okay. Your eyes are closed and you don't see anything at first, but you feel hot all over your face and the stinging of sand being flung against your skin by a stiff wind. You open your eyes and they immediately tear up in the face of the wind and a blindingly bright sun overhead. Your feet are sunk in burning hot sand. As far as you can see, there is nothing but the yellow of sand dunes and the bright blue sky. Then the wind picks up and you are encased for a moment in a tornado of sand. When it clears, you look up to see a massive structure of carved sandstone blocks before you. Pillars rise from the sand, flanking large stone doors. You blink, and suddenly you are out of the sunlight and the heat. Your eyes adjust to this interior space in time to see a now-familiar symbol carved into the floor just before you wake up. All right, you guys are good. I don't know why I said that. They can't hear me. <laughs> All right. Good morning, everyone. What would you like to do today? <laughs> Contemplate my miserable existence. <laughs> Somebody wrote, woke up on the wrong side of the bedroll this morning. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> the bedroll. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, are there events today? Wait, did we stay in your tent or are we staying in our own tent? That's a great question. Uh, you only have a tent that fits maybe two people if you're really physically close together. I think you stayed in my tent. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are there are there any more special events today? Or games or things like that? There's nothing else specifically that you are participating in, Koi, but you know the festival goes on for a few days because in addition to like the games and things, it's also a trading event and like you had mentioned to them, there are like weddings and things like that going on, but you didn't have anything else specifically on your schedule. Yeah, there's nothing else. Uh, competition's over for the festival. There's just some other kind of ceremonial stuff going on. I wonder if there is a marketplace sort of thing if we would be able to, if we think of supplies that we need, that we yeah. could go and either trade or if they take gold, I don't know if they really have any use for gold pieces out here. We have some gold to try to pick up things that we may need, especially There's if we have to continue traveling in the desert. Yeah, definitely a marketplace. Uh, we can, or I can help you all pick up some supplies and uh, probably barter with some Thrycreen who are going to be a little bit apprehensive trading with outsiders. <laughs> I I can make more water that we can barter with. That's a good idea for sure. And you do know that, like, yeah, your your people do use gold and silver pieces just mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. everyone else because that's yep. an easy thing to trade with. But they also do barter for other goods. Yeah. Wow. How much water can you make? Um, I can actually make four gallons that I can just use for bartering. I, I loaded up double on the spell. Very much okay. many waters. After, so some for us and some for them. After the last week in Texas, you're you're prepared to <laughs> I, have I, water I, at your I Honestly, call. no, seriously, I just looked at my notes and saw create water written there and just had a moment. I feel like, if only. like Eric asked us that question like months ago, like what D&D &D spell do we wish we could have in real life? And yeah, I feel mm -hmm. like this week it's become painfully like... <laughs> oh man, I wish I could four, magically make four, food and four water. Gallons of water will four gallons of water will get me a couple of toilet flushes. Yeah, yep. I, love <laughs> I know that now. <laughs> you appreciate that now. Mm -hmm. Oh boy. Yeah, so what are you guys looking for? Probably, I would think food for sure. Mm -hmm. Because it's us. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how we do the long lasting like preserved foods that we can take with us mm -hmm. um and if we i don't know like we so before we were trying to like set out the last time we just walked through the desert we tried to set out early in the morning to get where we were going but then obviously we started to have a lot of problems with the heat mm -hmm. uh and based on i don't know we just spent a night in the desert cheryl did we experience like how how cold does it get in this desert at night yeah um so you definitely did notice that like you were inside the protection of koi's tent which like he lives in it like all the time so it's obviously you know designed to protect him from the harshness of both the day and the night this part of the desert fletcher you studied all you could about arda what little is known about it before you got here and your best guess is that you are sort of in the middle of the continent right now where the where the grassland and the uh 
and the desert meat and sort of like what you know about the size of the continent, you're guessing you're about midway through. And so this might be a more temperate area of desert than, you know, like it's not the Sahara, right? Like it's not, it's not <laughs> quite that hot. Like um, the checks I was having you do for um, fortitude for surviving the heat was for heat in the mid nineties and above Fahrenheit. So not, you know, not deadly, just exhausting for long periods. So yeah, it, it also doesn't get bone chillingly cold at night here because it's kind of temperate, but like you did definitely notice that it got colder at night because there's just not a lot to hold the heat. Yeah. So we may want to, if this seems like a, a place where many, all kinds of things that people need for living here are, are brought and traded and different groups have different specialties and things. And if we were able to find anything more for protecting ourselves like these tents during extreme conditions, then we could start traveling, you know, only at like, we travel from, you know, three in the morning to seven in the morning and then camp protected through the middle of the day. And then as the sun goes down and we have a while before it gets cold again, we travel and then we have to bed down again when it's the coldest. So I think we need more to protect ourselves than this single tiny tent going forward. Definitely a good idea. Probably get a larger tent and use it for day protection and travel in the evening and early morning hours. Definitely advised. I'm not sure exactly how trading or bartering works in this situation, but definitely yeah. something you could probably purchase at a marketplace. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I think that'll be a very good use for our group money. Yeah. <laughs> Buy some tents. Yeah, that yeah. pot that you have. <laughs> also, it's a lot. <laughs> extra rope so that any getting stuck in a canyon issue doesn't happen again. Might you speed. know, that is... Ouch! <laughs> second session of You D &D. don't even know our story. Let's get yeah. out of here. Second session of D&D &D and he has learned that rope is important. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> We've been playing for like, what, two years now? And we're like, derp, 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 derp. Yeah, where were you, you when we believe. first left town? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the number of my friends that I mentioned the thing about the group not having rope, and they're like, that's a basic thing they should have had from the beginning. And do I'm you, like, Do you tell yeah, them the part where the DM see. was like, do you guys have everything you need? Multiple times. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's like, no, this is year old girl who's never left her town, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my pack didn't start with rope. What would Fletcher true. you do use rope for? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I got no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> the Thrycreen make rope out of yucca and magway fibers from the desert. So definitely you'll be able to pick up some hand spun vegetable fiber rope in the marketplace along with the tents. We in Quito there's like this weird plant. It's like agave, but like much bigger. And the indigenous people here, like before the Incans would make the, like would make fibers rope out of, out of like the fibers and the leaves too. Also, I didn't even, I don't think I realized or remember to even mention last time that the moche toss actually comes from that part of the world as well. So yeah, there's a chance because the moche civilization was a pre-Incan South American civilization. So in, so there's this museum here in Quito called La Florida and it was like the royal, it wasn't like royals royals, it was just like a high class society and they were buried in volcanic ash and they have like ponchos of spondylus and like earrings of gold and stuff. And there's like a, like a little hunting thing that 
I never like knew what it was and I now can't picture very well, but I wonder if that was a thing. Cause they're like, it's like a spear and you throw it. That was always a translation I got. There's and I was like, I, I don't, I don't get this, <laughs> but it looks like a ceremonial one. Cause it's like very small and made out of like copper and gold or something. Well, and there's a chance too that it was just the atlato part, which is just the handle thrower. I think that's what it was. I think yeah. it was just like the handle. So they're like, it's a spear throwing thing. And I was like, yeah. this does not look like a spear. I'm confused. <laughs> but I would always, but I would just like stand there and try to, I'm like, yeah, they use this to like hunt rabbits and stuff. <laughs> it's like, I am literally just translating the words that are coming at me. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that it was so cool. Now you know. Now, you now know. I know. Yeah, exactly. It's it's so cool that museum because the volcanic ash preserved everything. Like we have textiles, the all like the ponchos and stuff are made of spondylus shell are on the the mannequins, and the mannequins actually look like the people because they were so well preserved that uh, a forensic anthropologist could recreate the faces like exactly. I love that stuff. <laughs> It's really, really cool. And you, cause it's like Ecuador, like we don't give a shit. You can actually go to like the dig site. And so like they show you the holes in the ground with like dug the people out of, it's awesome. Cool. <laughs> Hell yeah. And it's free. Yay, Quito. <laughs> <laughs> Come visit me. I was going to say that, <laughs> and that black, concludes black. the mid intro advertisement. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Help. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, uh, like Angelo said, or like Koi said, um, the rope that you would buy from the Thrycreen would be equivalent to hemp and rope out of the player's handbook. Because there are both options for hemp and silk rope, and they have slightly different properties, and they're slightly different costs. But this would be the equivalent of hemp, because that's also a plant rope. Mm-hmm. So are we going to actually uh, do this shopping, or do we just do we just want to say what we want to buy and buy it? Are we going to role play this out, I guess, was my question. You don't have to role play it out because it's just simple shopping. But, like, if you want to tell me all the things you want, then I can tell you the equivalency of, like, how much water you need to spend on it or whatever. Yeah, I okay. think I think that makes sense. How many tents should we get? Should we get, like, can we get, like, double person tents and just get, like, two? So the... Yeah, I guess, yeah, it just depends on the size we can get, I guess. Yeah, the one you have <laughs> right now is technically a two-person tent, which when we talked about this the first time you guys wondered, I said that, like, if you've ever been in what's called a two-man tent, <clears throat> you have to very much like the other man in the tent with you because they're <laughs> really tight. So, like, if if I and one other person are sharing a tent, usually I prefer a three-person for two people and et cetera, et cetera. So, like, yeah, but two of our <laughs> players are small. That's true. So I feel if like... you stack so Cedric like... and Nadia together, they make one... Yeah, so like I could room with Nadia and like the two stinky boys can room with each other. And then it's fine. We only need two. Oh my God. Cedric and Fletcher in a tent together. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) It's like Bert and Ernie. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Oh my God, that's so true. Oh man. Yeah, because I was thinking so, we probably only need a three-person tent because we always have one person on watch for nighttime hangouts. But if, like, specifically for the desert, we're all going to be trying to fit in the tent to escape the heat, right? So we probably do want mm-hmm. enough tintage for four people. Yeah. Yeah, if you already have, well, so, or maybe just one, like, four-person tent along with the two-person tent you already have covers... Mm. I like to think of the tent numbering as uh, if it's a two-person tent, that's either one person with 
like gear and stuff mm -hmm. or it's literally mm -hmm. two people with no room for any other luggage or yeah. gear of anything. right yeah, yeah. right yeah. and also because <clears throat> excuse me because these are kind of simple tents like i always like when, when i'm camping irl to have the strategy of like i have my tent and then also a tarp because tarps are good for so many things including like <laughs> sheltering your cooking area if it's raining or whatever so if you have the four person tent and then also this other tent you can use that other tent for other things too if you need yeah like, we could cut it up into a net and use it to haul K out of a canyon. You <laughs> guys wanting to cut up your supplies. Like, come on. I literally hate all of you. It was already... It, it's Peter every time. <laughs> Sorry. Let's cut up our rope. <laughs> well, if we start, we have to consider who's going to carry each of those things as well. I don't know if Fletcher would go very long being carrying, like, a four-person tent. That's true. They are heavy. So we have to decide, like... Yeah, that, that would split up the load. Yeah. Uh, okay, we buy an appropriate number of tents. tents. We still have that other one. What? Right, well, yeah, you have the one yeah. that was Lucanus's. That's the other one, yeah. but yeah. The, that's the two-person, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. The one-and-a-half person. <laughs> yes. The, the one person in their stuff. But two yes. of us are half people. Okay. So, so, so. <laughs> You're not half people. <laughs> <laughs> Three quarters. Yeah. Full size class, smaller than two of them. <laughs> Actually, you're not. Uh, dwarves aren't small, are they? No, he's They're a medium, medium right? creature as well. Yeah, you are yeah. the only small creature in the party. If you did buy two two person tents on top of the two person tent you currently have, two of them could be for people, and then the one could be for gear because with sand in the desert, it's probably a good idea to keep stuff covered in general. So that could be an alternative if you don't want to carry one four-person tent. Now three people are carrying a two-person tent. I don't know if that's more or less efficient, but yeah, something to consider. We, that's we that's what do... I was kind of thinking, was more of the smaller size. We could even just yeah. do two two-man tents and one, like, tarp, right? So you can, like, put, like, in the desert, you're not worried about your stuff getting rained on. You could set right. the tarp on the ground and just put everything on the tarp. And then in somewhere where it's going to rain, you just set the tarp up as a roof and put your gear underneath it to keep it dry. Yeah, that's a good idea. So in How that case, we just... How much water do we need? <laughs> um, okay, so you're buying two two-person tents? Yeah. I think one and one... a tarp. Okay, one two-person tent and a tarp. Well... Because we've, we've already got one. So... <laughs> What's the weight difference between a tarp and a tent? <laughs> um, the stakes or the... the... That seems the like the heavy part. The yeah. I guess it depends on what the poles are made out of, but definitely the poles in yeah. like D and D, like <laughs> IRL, the canvas might be heavier than the poles, but like, yeah, in D and D, the sticks are heavier. Yeah, they're not carbon fiber poles. No. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe the Thrycreen have carbon fiber. You don't know. You didn't ask. <laughs> Do you have carbon fiber? <laughs> We're still using obsidian, uh, so yeah. no. <laughs> oh, okay. This don't say when still, I was... though, because you said that optometrists are using obsidian to do That's eye true. surgery, right? So That's obsidian true. is a an ageless, decadeless tool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so after we had that whole conversation about obsidian, I went to the museum Rumi Pombe, which is here, and I found a piece of obsidian, and I put it in my backpack. So oh, very cool. exciting. Yeah. Nice. You guys actually okay. have some obsidian. You have the pieces that Cedric didn't break yes. while trying to nap them into whatever oh, right. he was trying to nap them into. <laughs> right. Yeah, do you want these? <laughs> so one of my... Uh, I do have flint napping as a skill. Mm -hmm. Oh. So I could process those into tools. 
I'm not sure what types of roles would be required to succeed in that, but I'm sure. So you would have to spend the time appropriate to doing such an activity, which I'm a little hazy on, but I bet you can tell me. Um, and then you would have to make a check to see whether or not you spending that time resulted in a successful or unsuccessful attempt. And in the case of Obsidian, unsuccessful probably means it shatters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, I could do that, or maybe you save that for a... Well, I, don't, I guess I don't know if I'm accompanying you all on this journey yet, but uh, assuming I do, that's kind of a good campfire activity. At least that's what <laughs> I do IRL camping. Is I, mm -hmm. so, or we could spend the time now, I can flip map, and then that gives us more things to trade or barter with. But if you have gold, then that just works as well. So, Cold hard cash. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... A tent weighs 20 pounds, a blanket weighs 3 pounds. So, as far as, like, yeah, do we want 3 tents versus 2 tents and a blanket? Yeah. I'm gonna go with blanket. Kay has, has negative strength. So... Right, yes. <laughs> she is less strong might... than Nadia. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know uh, that... Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, I don't know that Nadia could carry a tent because it's bigger than her, but, like... <laughs> yeah... You also, do you have a backpack? I don't think I've ever asked that before. Yeah, I haven't actually figured out the weight of the rest of the stuff that I carry, but I think, feel like I travel pretty light. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but kind of a bag. Okay. Like a satchel, Not right? Really, I always like, thought you had backpack, like a... Probably, probably more satchel. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, do I mean, remember she really you... doesn't carry a whole lot. Yeah, I do remember you saying a satchel now, which makes sense because you can't fly with a backpack on, but you can with a satchel on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a good bit of trying to figure out, okay, how do I work around wings? <laughs> I'm going to assume that I'm going to carry this tent. Yep. Okay, okay. so who's carrying the second one? Cedric! I thought Kay was carrying it, because Kay is the one who's been sleeping in it. Ha! <laughs> I assume someone else is carrying it. <laughs> if Kay's carrying it, she is not carrying it happily. Hmm. Yeah, like a... Um, what did you say the tent weighs? Like 20? <laughs> uh, yeah, 20 pounds. Yeah, there, there is I mean, a, I could still carry it. There is a table in the book for you guys to figure out, like, how much your character is capable of carrying without being, like, over-encumbered, yeah. but, yeah. Yeah, my light load is 43 and a half pounds. Yeah. I'm not gonna be like, oh, you have to worry about light, medium, or heavy. Like, basically, if you're at, like, over-heavy, that's when I'm gonna have a problem. I'm not gonna be, like, a super stickler about the stuff you're carrying, because that's obnoxious. And also because the way that this campaign has been designed i anticipate you having to carry a lot of stuff because you're going to be gone from your home base a lot so <laughs> yeah. yeah i could probably carry the other tent but it's probably going to be the last thing that i can carry because i don't i have like i have lots of little things that i'm carrying there's all these like little things i picked up along the way that are all in my backpack so i could do i could probably do the tent but it's going to be like that's that's going to be I don't think Kay is carrying a whole lot either. Not because she packs light, but because she's unprepared. She's never done this before. <laughs> so I think I think she could carry the tent because she's like, I got some lamp oil. Okay. Um, all right. So you're buying one tent and a blanket. Is that right? Yeah. So right. one two-person tent, a blanket, at least one length of rope, I would think. Okay. Mm -hmm. And how many days of food are we going to try to get? As many as it takes that Cedric doesn't have to hunt for us. Or I could hunt for you, too. This is what I do. That, he's a thinker. 
<laughs> you could travel lighter if I hunted along the way. I, I like him. Success with that because I'm more familiar with the area and the terrain. Solved. Sounds good. Right. Fletcher, had you talked about wanting to look at uh, some of the weapons? Oh, I, I vaguely remember some of that. Because right? I, when I won the weapons in the competition. Oh, right, 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 right. I think I gifted them to. Yeah. Or I, or I, I used the new ones that I won as my weapons and gifted my old ones to the team. Yeah. Cool. I forgot. Yeah, I definitely um, want to. I'm interested in the the Machihuitl. I don't, am I pronounced? It was close. <laughs> no, that was really yeah. It that, was that close. Was, <laughs> um, yeah, the the, the Makwa Weetel. Uh, yeah, so I think uh, yeah, I gave you my old one when I won the new one. So you'll have that. That has uh, it's basically like a Morning Star. I think is what we gave it stats wise, but it's kind of both a percussive. And I forget the name of it, but uh, it's sorry. both bludgeoning and slashing. Yes, okay. bludgeoning and slashing. That's what, what I'm looking for. So, in just mechanically, so does that mean like it does bludgeoning and slashing damage? Like, does the damage type count as both? Yeah. For okay. Yeah, there right. are there are some weapons that are both. Yeah. Okay. And as far as both of you trying to use these fancy new weapons you've gotten, um, I can. I wasn't sure that this was going to happen, but I, I will write up some sort of thingy because these are both exotic weapons to you. So you will have to practice with them a bit. Um, and I may even require you to take the exotic weapon, weapon proficiency feat or whatever it's called so that you can use them. But like, it's definitely going to require some practice before you're good at using them because they are both... Like, even though I said we gave the Makuitl stats like a morning star, it's still a very different shape and, you know, method for using than a morning star. So you'll definitely have to practice with them before you're going to be, like, effective with them in battle, if that makes sense. Kui, would you be willing to give me some, some lessons? Yes, definitely. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, I don't know how many nights in the desert. I don't know. I still don't know where you all are headed towards, but if you're going through the desert, I don't know how many nights. We haven't. I guess we haven't really discussed that with you. I mean, I know we kind of talked about why we were headed this way and a little bit about the the poisoning of the river but um as far as where we're trying to get to we have kind of a direction that we're heading and we're just kind of going that way until we see something it's it's okay. not it's not a great plan now that i say it out loud it doesn't say there's not a, there's not a lot of detail to it honestly that's like all uh, of our plans though mm -hmm. uh so it's uh what direction is this direction that you're going <laughs> Nancy just points <laughs> that way. North? Was it north from here? It was like still going north. Your best estimate was vaguely north. Yeah, yeah, yeah. vaguely north. Unless the underwater river, underground river, uh, turned somewhere, and we yeah. don't know because this is why we don't invite any geologists on the show <laughs> because they would be like, obviously, underground rivers don't flow in a straight line, so we just we don't. <laughs> not in fantasy underground rivers <laughs> well you don't know whether or not it's flowing straight north you have no idea <laughs> i know but you we don't <laughs> we should probably be trying to follow you know like elevational changes if that's the you know the water catchment of the river draining down there that's why you're the scientist in the group look at you go <laughs> i was gonna say that's the kind of thing fletcher might think of <laughs> Not so much some of the rest of us. <laughs> or any of the rest of us. Cedric so, knows stuff about rocks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing at least like three nights in the desert. At minimum. Okay. Is that 
I, but I don't really know exactly this, the if that's accurate to well anything. so like like they've told you they're going in a direction but like they didn't give you like a landmark or anything so you don't really like you know are they trying to get to the opposite end of the desert are they trying to get to the mountains to the west like you know those are landmarks and you've got some other landmarks in your notes an extreme trek uh over many 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 days if not weeks i so if that's where you're headed then we'll need to pack a little bit differently to last that long but i don't know okay well assuming i don't think we're gonna do that actually i'm not sure so you're saying to get to the edge of the desert if you're going in a straight like straight line north to get to the opposite end of the desert that's going to be perhaps a couple weeks of travel on foot wow that is there not are close. mountains to the west and something to the east that I forget The now. river. The the, the big, the deep east. canyon with the river. Yeah. Right, right. So probably it's probably closer to get to the mountains than it is to go straight north past through the desert. Okay. Well, so let me let me ask you this, Koi. Uh, so at this festival, all the different groups come together, and this is sort of the time you spend together. And outside of this, do you all sort of roam everywhere or are there specific portions of of this landscape that you each go into so there yeah there are clusters uh at different geographic barriers and areas within the desert so uh there are clusters of thrycreen that stay at this grassland to desert transition area there are some that are more in the desert mountainous areas some that are in more of the central desert areas and then some that are further north at the northern edge of the desert. And you also know that as you travel farther north in the desert, there are at least two other peoples that are not Thrycreen that have territories as well. We should probably, yeah. So we should then, probably, sorry, go ahead, Fletcher. Then would you be willing to help us in order to sort out more about where we think we need to go uh, talk to to these various people to see if there's anything that they have seen from from their homes of you know things that have changed things that are are you know strange things that have happened in their landscapes because yeah. we know how it's changed where we've seen the impact so if it's you know anything like holes that have opened up in the ground or strange activity by people who have who showed up out of nowhere in their territory oh. um that could I help us know where we want to head. Yeah, I know we discussed kind of just not role-playing out the purchasing of these materials, but perhaps actually going to the marketplace and doing that is a way to meet people and ask questions. People that we are paying for items are probably more likely to be friendly and answer our questions than just random strangers. So perhaps <laughs> uh, we actually go to the marketplace and use that as a means to kind of kill two birds with one stone. So why don't we yes why don't we do that and combine yes. that with going there but nick's the like haggling about items right yeah just make it sort of we're talking about this issue while we are getting the items and we're going to pay yeah. etc um okay so you are going to the sort of like market area within this big festival encampment and there are stalls selling all kinds of things a lot of them you had noticed the night before because you got food and stuff um what are you looking for first Rope. 
Rope. Okay. Yeah. So there's definitely a stall with quite a few Thrykreen on both sides of the sort of like wooden wall counter thing that they have set up. Um, so there's a few of them behind it that appear to be actively making rope and then some hanging around the outside chit-chatting, some actually buying. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a festival. So people are just sort of doing whatever. But yeah, there's very obviously rope up for sale. I vote Fletcher does all the talking since he's a smart person and is also not rude. Not rude? My charisma is minus one. (laughs) What's Cedric's then? That's a good question. He he has to have a high one because that's how he turns undead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm very likable. Are you? Uh That's debatable. (laughs) I found you tolerable in our time in the desert together. You're, you're a teenage girl. The fact that you find me tolerable means I'm very charismatic. <laughs> I actually like Fletcher, though. What is that? <laughs> Only after you two had, like, a massive fight and then, like, worked out your differences. <laughs> yeah, we worked them out, and now I do science. <laughs> it makes the friendship stronger. Yeah, that! <laughs> Forged in conflict. <laughs> okay. Yes, like the hammers of Moradin. <gasps> Did you read that pamphlet I gave you? Oh my god. No. <laughs> buy some rope. <laughs> Fletcher, buy some rope. <laughs> you have all the money anyway. Well, I well Koi has to like translate for us. Oh, I guess that's true. A lot of them uh, speak well, common too. Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, okay. I mean, Koi speaks yeah. common. A lot of them speak common. I, right. I, I gave up I on the whole. I just thought it would become more and more uncommon to hear common. I, we... <laughs> I wanted to do that, and then I realized that because we're playing online, it would be very, very difficult to make that work because every new guest would have to spend like an hour pantomiming with you in order to like figure <laughs> stuff out, and it would just become exhausting. So we dispensed with that. Common is common. There's magic and gods in the world. Everybody can know the same language. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that doesn't mean that the Thrykreen don't also have their own language that they speak amongst themselves, but, like, they have the ability to speak with the mouse folk and the goblins and the other peoples that live in the desert and stuff like that. And you, yeah. Well, I'm going to ask, well, since we're trying to get, like, we're going to be doing our bartering, I'm still going to ask Koi if he's willing to, to, like, to sort of broach the subject with them, like, in their own language, so that it comes from, like, a Thrykreen to a Thrykreen, like, we're... You know, can you help us because I'm helping them. I know they look weird. They're not one of us, but do you have any information sort of thing? Okay, yeah. So, um, well, first, I guess probably ask how much the rope is going to be, at least at a minimum. Because are we doing the gold or are we trading the water for the rope? Probably the water first or maybe you should yeah. say the water for the tents because the we tents just probably be more figure out what the what the gold equivalent of the water is and then just sort of go from there. <laughs> whatever's easier for you, Has Cheryl. Whatever's easier for you. I was you. just gonna kind of estimate rather than be like, hmm, one cup of water is two gold or something stupid like that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 No. Whichever oh. way you want to do that. <laughs> yeah. The tents are the most expensive thing. Right. Yeah. I can track the water. I mean, we could do for the big. We could do gold very easily. I think for the tents, mm-hmm. and then for the small things, do like bartering with water. If if people are want to accept the water to barter for it i'm sure they will it's the desert okay so we can just make it right in whatever they want the water in <laughs> well i have to make it all at once so basically plugging around four gallons of water to start mm-hmm. oh. yeah 
It has to be all at so once can... into a container. So then definitely let's barter the water for the rope first and then use the gold for the tents. Yeah. Cool. So, right. Koi, are you going up to the stand with all of the rope sellers? Yes, I'll go up to the stand with the rope sellers and first I'll just ask them what their uh, rate water to rope is going to be in the first place. I would guess like maybe a gallon of water. Um, I'm going to say, uh, so hemp rope is, uh, even though the materials to make this rope are, you know, it's not like they just grow everywhere. It's not that hard to make and it's not that mm -hmm. uncommon. So a 50 foot length of this rope will be about a quarter of a gallon. Oh, okay. That's even better. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> quarter of a gallon. And then I'll explain to the rope sellers that these people are following instances of strange occurrences in the nat in nature, right? And that they're following an underground river and ask if they've noticed anything different about their biomes. The material to make the rope is more common towards the mountainous regions. So these rope sellers are from mm -hmm. uh, the kind of the western, more western edge of the desert and have come east towards the festival. All right. Um, so you are speaking to a young man named uh, Tenok, um, who is sort of doing the front of the, you know, the front of the business. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, he's like, uh, anything unusual? I, I mean, I've never seen evidence of an underground river. If we knew of one, that would be amazing because that would be more water for us. Uh, so I don't know of anything like that. Can you be more specific about what odd things they're looking for? Okay, so uh, Fletcher, could you give us some examples of some of the stuff that you all witnessed along your journey so far? Pinky uh, smelly yeah. river water. Oh, you called on <laughs> yeah, Fletcher. The... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's true. The the very large river that's across the grasslands um, has a terrible smell, and it hurts you, and things can't grow in it anymore. There's no fish. The plants growing out of the water are dying. And when you dig down through the soil around the river, you still you see whatever is harming the river flowing through the ground into the river. Uh, so we're trying to find where that may be coming from. So you might not see anything in water or you know anywhere below the sand, but maybe there's plants that are growing oddly. Maybe not dead, but maybe growing oddly. Um, or there, maybe there's some kind of, uh, maybe a big change happened where you live. Like there was an earthquake and a large uh, hole opened up or a sinkhole or, or maybe, uh, you know, something like that, uh, that happened that could indicate maybe whatever this is that's harming these other places, uh, how it got released and, it, and is flowing down into the river. Maybe even an area that used to have plants growing on it like a fertile area that is no longer fertile. So maybe that's where the underground river was. And that could be seen on the surface as an increased amount of plant activity that's now died away if the pollutants have been affecting it. So uh, yeah. I, I forget what she said, the name of this shopkeeper. Tenok. Tenok? Mm -hmm. Okay, so Tenok, have, uh, has there been any changes in like the vegetation or anything like that? So he thinks for a minute and he winds up sort of taking a poll of all of his, you assume from the way he talks to them, maybe this is like a family business type thing. So he, he talks to the other people working the stall and even some of the other people that were just there chatting and says, I, I don't really, 
I haven't noticed anything like that. I mean, we've been away for a little while traveling to get here to the festival, so I don't know, is this, you know, a recent thing, but we haven't noticed anything like all of your described examples. It's been pretty normal, typical, the usual. And as he's saying this, there's an older lady sort of in the back. She's one of the people actively making rope. And she's sort of, like, making a noise. And he keeps, like, you know, waving one of his extra hands at her, like, hush. You know, he doesn't want to hear her. Um, but she's obviously trying to, like, contribute something something to this conversation. I, did you did you, did you perhaps have, have, have anything to, to add? All information will be extremely useful for us. And the the young man sort of like, you know, does the the head back and forth thing like, oh, okay, you want to talk to her. And like, she's very old and she sort of stands up and moves towards you, Fletcher. And uh, I haven't noticed anything about the environment specifically, but if you're looking for answers, you could go to the temple of the gods. The young people, my grandson doesn't believe in that sort of thing because they've been quiet for so long, but maybe the Wait, temple would- Wait, where is it? I had a dream about it last night. Oh, it's... I was like stuck in the sand and there's like all this like limestone or sandstone or stone stuff everywhere with the like little like, symbol. You know where that is? It's to the Northwest. We should probably Love go here. there. I, I actually know where that hey, is. you had another dream? Oh, yes. Yeah, you had another dream? Did you tell us another dream? <laughs> I woke up on the wrong side of the bedroll. I'm sorry. It was grumpy. <laughs> I just remembered. There's been a lot going on. Look, you try to remember your well crazy dreams after you... you've fallen through a canyon eight times because your friends aren't strong enough to haul you up there. <laughs> the morning after a really involved, intense dream is not necessarily going to be a good morning. Right? That's what I'm saying. Koi, do you do you know what the 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 place that she's that she's yeah. talking about? I know where the temple is. I've never been inside of it, but I know uh, it's kind of a general landmark in the northwest side of the desert, which is not too terribly far from here. And I could guide you there if that's where you wanted to go. Yeah, it's like I think... it's probably like a day's travel ish northwest of the festival grounds. Yeah. I think Maybe. that's definitely a lead that we should keep in mind. Yeah. If the yeah, gods nobody, are trying to speak to K else... again, we need to follow up on that. Yeah, if, if nobody else... Uh... I don't want to be talked to by the gods. Can't they pick one of you? <laughs> like Cedric? Cedric seems like the perfect candidate to receive messages from on high. It's probably not Moradin, though. It's probably one of the, you know... <clears throat> Other other gods. <laughs> what, what were, were you, you about to say, say lesser gods? <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. Why, why would you assume that I was going to say that? <laughs> if, if they're so much lesser, why are they doing I the didn't talking? I did say lesser. I... Okay, sorry. Now we've, now we've taken to yelling at Cedric about things that he has not done or said. <laughs> <laughs> That's because none of us like him. <laughs> I'm sorry, Cedric. <laughs> He'll remember that the next time you need healing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> True. <laughs> Squishy people. <laughs> okay. I mean, Cedric, well, you are my best friend, and you're totally right. Morrowind is the best god. Did you yeah, say Morrowind? Was... Yes, she did. <laughs> <laughs> did we play Elder Scrolls now? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like jump settings. Same character. That dyslexia, though. <laughs> 
The one that begins with the M. You know what I'm talking about. You're a big man with a hammer. <laughs> Doesn't sound familiar, Kay. Oh, well, I can't help you then. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Can you tell me any more about him? <laughs> Sounds really cool. I don't know. I picked up this pamphlet this one time, and she hands it back to him. Oh. Uh, Fletcher turns to them and, and <laughs> takes is handed the rope, and is like, "Thank you, thank you very much for your for the information and and the rope." <laughs> Sorry about How us. Much rope did we buy? Fifty feet of rope, right? Well, yeah. so yes. one one length of 50 feet would be a quarter of a gallon, so you can math out however many lengths of right. 50 feet you would like. Yeah, are we getting one of those? Because I think currently we have two in the party, so we could do two more. You so have everyone three. Yeah, I think we have three in the party. So we just need one, because so, we should all have one. Because right? Nadia had one, and then you guys picked up two in the temple. Oh, the, the very right, first temple, two. yeah. Right. So I think we could, I think one one more length is, yeah. is fine, yeah. Then I I would guess we would just, we kind of want, this is going to be kind of what we do at each place we go to. Hopefully it's people from different regions Mm -hmm. that we can talk to with with them and with Koi. Okay. Um, So what are you looking for next? Tents next? Tents? Do I remember stone knives? I thought we were going to cut them out of obsidian later. There are stone knives, obsidian knives, there are bows and arrows, there are atlatls and darts and makawitals and, you know, bowls and baskets and, like, there's everything that these people need, right? Because, as Koi mentioned, like, the resources for making different necessary items come from different parts of the landscape, so, yeah, each region or each, you know, family group might have a particular craft that they are specialized in because they happen to live near that resource, yeah. So, yeah, you can find... Pretty much any mundane sort of thing you might want here. Yeah, I would like to find a stone knife if we can. Okay, let me. So see. wherever we get, wherever we come across first, whether it's like stone knife, tent, the blanket slash tarp. Since this is gonna be a uh, day, you said it was a day travel. Is that like a day and a night, or um, a day's like. You wouldn't necessarily do it this way, but, like, if you did sun up to sundown, that would be approximately enough to get you to the temple kind of thing. So, like, you could do it in smaller chunks or whatever, but, you know, okay, it's, like, yeah. like eight to ten hours of travel, I guess. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, but with the desert sun and us only being able to get a couple hours of travel at a time, I would assume this is going to take maybe two days of actual daytime. I thought we are walking at night. Well, we still have to sleep at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, during the day when it's hot, right? Like the lions? <laughs> yeah, whenever it's too hot or eventually too cold, we'll we'll be intense and we'll be resting or sleeping. It sounds intense. Sorry. Okay, well, either way, at one of those times since I think... Kay suddenly like- suffers five points of mystery damage. <laughs> <laughs> she trips. <laughs> she trips on something in face plants. <laughs> Are you serious? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't um, deal out hit point damage for terrible jokes. Like, come on. That would be, that would be a punishment. <laughs> okay, now Cedric is dead. Cedric's gonna grab and smack you with his staff. <laughs> uh, but I was just saying because I think Fletcher has some obsidian pieces. I could just make a stone knife. At the next, anytime we're at camp at some point, so you don't have to spend money on the stone knife, since that's one of my skills. That's literally what I, what, yeah. 
Okay, so sounds like we have a goal in mind for where we want to head. So let's can we just buy all the rest of the stuff and yeah, yep. go? Yeah, cool. Um, Do you want to talk to people from any other regions? Maybe of the, the wooded region, because that's where like vegetation is that might be dying, like mountain. I'm assuming there's like trees on the mountains. That's the 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 rope makers are from that area. Oh, okay, so. perfect. We talked to them. All right, we're good. Um, so yeah. a tent is a little more expensive because it's bigger and requires more materials. So that's going to be a gallon and a half of water. Oh, okay. if you're if you're using water, or you can use the um the ten gold from the you know if you're using gold. We have other. How much water do we have besides the water that we're trading? Like I can make another four gallons today. Oh, so we have eight you, total. Oh, that you oh I thought it was four yeah, total for a... today. No, each each time I cast it, I can make four gallons. Oh, oh, we yeah, are. We can we can probably yeah. do all of our yeah. trading then with with water. this set yeah, that's, of water. That was exactly why I took the spells I did today. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, that particular part of the spells, the ones are based on other things. Whoa. Hmm. <laughs> Nadia may be feeling a little paranoid after yesterday. I mean, hey. <laughs> yeah, so so a tent would be a gallon and a half of water. Did right. you say you wanted a blanket, too? Yeah. Okay, um, that is another quarter gallon. So I think that would bring you to two full gallons. That's two gallons. Total. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, what were the tents? Sorry. The tent was a gallon and a half. Okay. So, yeah, so so a quarter gallon and a quarter gallon and a gallon and a half is two. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I made the math easy. <laughs> Yeah, and that's good. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Water to start our journey with as well, mm -hmm. which is good to do in the desert, and then we can make more later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Any other supplies? Or I think we're oh, food. We need food for a day of travel. I've got a bunch of antelope and some. Oh yeah, you do. You have like from... you have like yeah, have most jerky. of an antelope in a yeah. in a bag. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I have a bunch of antelope jerky I made, and we've got a by. I have at least one scorpion from the scorpions that we killed at our camp. Oh, you packed one up. I thought you were just sitting there and eating them like a lobster buffet. But... <laughs> uh, okay, well, that's probably enough because I could always hunt for more later if we needed it. Let's go. And I have two pounds of, quote, bug meat. Which what? That was some other bug we fought and wait. I wanted to eat. I'm oh, just wait. reading it did off you, my character sheet. Did you take meat from the bugs that almost killed Nadia in the tunnel? Is that where it's Yes. Like? Okay. Probably. Oh, yeah. So yeah. you have that one? Okay. So you have Ankeg so it's meat. That's mm -hmm. fun. Yeah. But to be clear, Cedric is a little uncomfortable uh, about showing Quee that he has bug meat. Ah! <laughs> he doesn't know if this is going to be like an offensive thing. <laughs> is it not kosher? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, we've got a bunch of um, ape meat. How do you feel about that? You know, like. Yeah, yikes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, bugs are pretty big protein source for the desert so mm -hmm. i don't think it's too big of a too big of a deal yeah okay yeah, like, they're like okay. mantis people the, the... and mantises eat other insects so it's fine oh that's right. true but yeah like like they they and the other arthropod -y peoples of the desert like they eat bugs because the bugs are not people right like they're right bugs yeah. right so yeah they can differentiate but... between them the 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 arthropod like people and the actual arthropods yeah yeah still you know a lot of cultures have feel weird about eating primates at least so yeah as they should that's how you get disease transfer right yeah um, anyway <laughs> so I, 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 
a quick biological question. Uh, the because we keep saying the Thrycreen are like mantis-like. Are they? Uh, are they're not? They don't have a complete metamorphosis. It's like the young Thrycreen that we're seeing running around look like adult Thrycreen. Is that but okay. smaller? Yes. Okay. <laughs> There are no like. There's not just my gross little like grubs flailing on the ground. Like. <laughs> I, I assume that the adults would be caring. I assume there would be maternal care, paternal so care, like, or something. When he asked that, what I immediately care. pictured was like the the group of rugrats running along with like a hoop and a stick, like in you know in the background of so many period piece <sighs> movies, right? And then I like put grubs in instead of like <laughs> the children wheels. on legs, and was like, nope, that's. <laughs> you just have a grub corral. You know, and the parents just like, you know, it's just like, it's like, just like a little low wall. Yeah, grub. just drop them off. <laughs> yeah, that one's mine. The one that's a little pinkish on top. No, they are hemi-metabolos. <laughs> okay. Good it's an important grief. detail that I needed. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. But yes, I'm really glad that... <laughs> that this came up. <laughs> uh, no, I'm really glad that the answer was, yeah, no, they have tinier versions of themselves as children. <laughs> oh boy. <clears throat> mm -hmm. You glad you're not a beetle person. That's all I'm saying. Or an ant person. I guess you could use your babies as like glue guns. <laughs> Can we run it's into people? With their babies. Oh <laughs> Yeah. yeah, right? That's what I'm saying. They, like, <laughs> legit do that. They, like, hold them up and are like, glue this thing together. Okay, yeah, we need a myrmecologist on. I want so I want to beat us. That could be taken out of context so poorly. <laughs> <laughs> you use your babies as glue guns. Okay. Um, <laughs> woo. All right, yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, there are there are children dry cream running around that look like tiny versions of the adults. Um, hi, Nikki. Welcome to the show. <laughs> uh, do we do we want to get any extra food then? We have we have we have two gallons left of the first four gallons that we could get just like a little bit of supply. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's get some food. I mean, it's while we're here. Even if we don't eat it right now, if it's a we preserved could get, like, food, granola or something. You yeah, know, that, like so. that's not meat that won't go bad. I mean, there's a lot of that, like fry bread, and there's some of the different vegetable options, and you know, yeah, there are lots of not meat things that you could buy. I think everything I have <laughs> has been like very, like smoked. Like it has no, yeah. I, I don't have any, I don't have any spices. I don't have any, you know, like nothing fancy at all. So if you guys want stuff that tastes good, the Thrive Cream could probably make better food. Than <laughs> you might even I be have. able to buy some spices from them. Yeah, or just buy mm -hmm. spices. Yes. Oh. Let's do that. Because I bet you can find salt in the desert, right? Yeah, salt. And then also. You probably collect a uh, prickly, prickly pear cactus on the way as well and have. Mm hmm. Yeah, both the fruit and the, the actual cactus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There you go. Look at that. We did it. Bountiful, bountiful food options, even in the yeah, desert. So let's buy spices. Yeah. yeah. I think I think anybody listening to Nature Check, I think it would be a reasonable assumption that we all skip dinner before recording this because we talk about I food eat so food. much. <laughs> I know. I know. I, could, I like, never eat before. Never fails. I always never eat fails. dinner before we start streaming. <laughs> yep. Okay. Okay. So we load up, we buy, oh yeah, we buy spices. Mm -hmm. Got all our equipment. Yeah, so are you, are you just want to spend like one or two of your remaining gallons on this stuff? 
Uh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Salt and spices left. are kind of expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, with those two gallons, um, you're able to buy. Yeah, Cedric, you find some interesting looking herbs and salt, um, and even some things that like it tastes kind of peppery, kind of hot. Um. So yeah, you have a nice little. Uh, I, I would love to think that you have like a bandolier of bottles of spices because that just seems really amusing to me. <laughs> um, Wait, who? Me? Yeah, that you're like wearing this like. <laughs> okay, you're like yeah. one of those people on the metro who comes yeah, in yeah, and tries to perfume. sell you crap. Oh, yeah. sure. <laughs> it's my scale mail. Each each scale, it's like you lift it up yes. and oh, this is paprika. <laughs> Yay, we finally won't be just making white people food anymore. No, right? Um, and if you if you punch me, spice clouds come out now. It's like cinnamon like, in your face. Is he like poisonous now? That's like a hit. special attack. Yeah, what? Awesome. No, that's not a thing. Uh, no, put pepper in it and be like pepper spray. Yeah. Face. <laughs> <Red> bag. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So yeah. So you have a nice variety of spices. Not like a lot, but you know, some uh, fig sphinx. Sorry, figs sphinx. That's a hard one to say. Wants you to know that turmeric will stain, so don't throw it at your friends. Oh um, yeah. Uh, but yes. Yeah, so that way we can track. If we need to track somebody down, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, like if they're running away from us in some kind of. Yeah. Or, yeah, so or if we want to put a really nice dye on our new blanket, turmeric is a great natural oh, dye. Oh, yeah. There I have a go. friend who makes nice recycled color. paper and dyes it with turmeric, and it comes up mm -hmm. this really pretty yellow color. Mm -hmm. You get some you know, and some turmeric, and all of a sudden, yeah, we're going to like make a paper on. stand. Anyway, um, yeah, so, <laughs> God, we talk about food so much on this show. I know. Just... Uh, yeah, so you get a nice Can't variety of spices, not like a, like a ton of them, but you get some um and then you wind up getting rations for the four of you for probably like 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 bread and you know vegetable type things to supplement the meat that you have probably for like two weeks yeah nice okay. awesome mm -hmm. okay i think we're probably ready we're to eat so if we're like leaving the market we like have our stuff and our info and we're like so do we do we want to rest the remainder of the day through the heat and, and set out later tonight? That probably sounds like a good idea. I don't know how much time, I guess what time is it? How much time have we spent in the marketplace so far? It's probably like midday because you've had conversations and stuff and you know, like how bartering works, it takes a right, little bit right. of time to get that done. So yeah, it's probably like midday. Um, and yeah, we could wait a couple hours until it gets a little bit cooler, or at least close to cool. Like we don't have to wait for it to yeah work out but as long as we start out and the sun sets within an hour of us beginning we're probably going to be okay i don't know what to do in the meantime sleep <laughs> nap sleep. time nap. yeah That's the, if it's, yeah, yeah midday and it's getting hot probably rest we can't yeah <laughs> jump ahead yes okay you should try and have another dream we rested and we can go further try thanks i'll dream. just i'll just yeah. try you know i'm just gonna get the gods and i'm just gonna be like yo peasants Y'all can talk to me again. That would be great. Please remember to tell us what they say this time. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't say anything. They just showed me that I had my eyes closed and I was like in the sand, like buried up to my knees or whatever. And then everything went dark. And then I was inside one of these crazy temple things again because I had little like symbol-y thing that's here on the back of me. And it was stone. 
like the last one, except in a different place this time. And above ground. And above ground. Look oh. at how. Hey, that's a nice change. Yeah. <laughs> On the way, we can try to uh, think about what are we going to put in these weird little troughs because it took us forever last time to think of what we were going to put in there and kept screwing it up. <laughs> oh, do we want to buy something with that maybe in mind? Since we're in a marketplace currently? What would we... What would we put in there? What did we try last time? <laughs> so Fire. many things. You so tried lots Fire. of weird stuff, but yeah, we you tried pieces books. of books. Yeah, you wound up burning books, which was not <laughs> a great look. <laughs> we, we made the we made the lady angry, and then she killed our friend. Remember over the books that we burned. So maybe we shouldn't touch the things in the temple this time. So we tried lamp oil, and that didn't work, right? We burned lamp oil. So right. what you did or, was you like painted the inside of each trough with oil and then lit them on fire, but that was so little oil that it just like poof, mm, like it didn't, mm, you know, it didn't mm, fill the trough with oil for a, any time. Yeah. I don't know. I said we just figure it out when we get there. That's, a, that's not a good Kay. plan. <laughs> cause like, cause sort of what's left, cause like we did fire, we did water. I mean, we Earth. could just Earth. put water in it again. That is true. We could just put yeah. water in it again. I mean, we still don't know what is actually happening when we do this, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just that it there seems to be some kind of trick to make the temple Though do I, something. I think maybe we might have noticed that one person was having a much harder time with the heat than the rest of us. Oh, yeah, but it was the person wearing scale would. mail, so there's a yeah. pretty good reason for it. True story. Mm -hmm. We should, Well, we should try sand. If it's above ground and there's lots of sand, we should just try and fill this trough up with sand. Yeah, I think this is a four elements type situation. Give me a two and K is the fifth element? What the Are you Lilu? Heart! Wait, what was that? We already made that joke, I think. What was that, Angela? I think you did make that joke. You've been to other temp... So can someone explain what the troughs are? Yes. Oh, oh this is Koi asking. Yes. <laughs> oh, look at that, Cindy! Wow. I made a visual aid. Hold it a little higher so it's above your nameplate. There you go. There you go. And so, Kay has that same symbol like tattooed on her back, mm -hmm. okay. on her shoulder blade. Yeah. Only without the the four dots. So it's just the yeah. loopy do with yeah. the three lines. Yeah. Got it. So yeah, twice that's before the sort of podiums were. Twice before, while we've been traveling this direction, Kay has had visions that have drawn her to a hidden underground temple. One of them literally dragged me. That was not fun. <laughs> Uh, and in both of the temples, we found a room that has this giant symbol on the floor of the temple. And right. each of those green circles is a pedestal. And then each of the black lines is a trough. And the blue is also a trough? Uh, yeah, so the, so the blue is... There was all is, things dug in the ground. Yeah, the, like the, so the, the loopy-doo is a very shallow trough, as it were. And then the three black lines are deeper troughs we seem to think it was for some kind of ritual and and Kay had this kind of overwhelming emotional like draw to it we felt like we had to do something there so at the first temple we f we got up on the pillars and we poured water into the trough filled it up and there was this kind of then the, all the water just like disappeared and there was light yeah so there, yeah, was, there was, there was weird. this flash of light. There was a flash of green light in the loopy doo part, and the water disappeared. And Kay felt struck through with some sort of energy. 
And then in the second temple, we felt like we should try something different. So we tried a whole bunch of different things, and we tried burning it. Burn some books. And then, yeah, we did a, we, we tried burning it again with some other stuff. Yeah. Anyways, we ended up filling it with fire, and that, like, worked. Like, the stuff in the trough burned and then disappeared. And we've also found this book that seemed to kind of imply that there are beacons that might be communicating with the missing gods. It wasn't a book. It was like scrawled on the ceiling. Oh, remember? you're right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you got mad at me because I fixed your your pronunciation. Right. Yes. I was choosing to forget that part. <laughs> but yeah, a message that seemed to be connected to the, the missing gods and the loss. So... I mean, we haven't really talked about it, but the only thing that makes sense to me is that lighting these different temples is a way of lighting a beacon that might be sending a message to the missing gods. Okay. Um, yeah, so we're not really That's like sure. That's like side project. Because we have like these things, and then we also have the river. It's kind of complicated. We also have to get some birds. We're like doing a bunch of different <laughs> things. Okay, okay. Yeah, our quest log is kind of full. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not sure what you could buy to assist in the trough thing. Yeah, we're still not sure what goes in the troughs. We should fill it with sand this time. We already tried water. We tried fire. Next logical thing is dirt, and it's outside, and there's lots of dirt here. So let's try that. Okay. And Kay will become the avatar. Yeah. <laughs> I already am the avatar. <laughs> 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 well, at least we don't have to carry dirt with us. True that. Let's go. Let's go. I mean, well, we're gonna rest. We're gonna rest then, through the day and then and then, and then, yeah. and then go. Okay. <laughs> nap and then we go. Nap and then go. Okay. Um. So you nap until when exactly? Did you say like before sunset or at sunset? Yeah, before sunset. Like, <laughs> is there a daylight savings in this world? <laughs> Six p.m. <laughs> Yeah. yeah like so you mean like like maybe an hour before sunset like yes. sort of yes. when golden hour is happening yeah sure okay yep. uh yeah so you nap and chill out and relax until then um and uh do you guys uh, you said you're going with them are you packing up your tent and all of your stuff and leaving mm-hmm. the festival yeah yeah okay. i'll pack up everything i have a backpack with everything since i don't need to fly or any anything I'll take a backpack for more room. And um, I have my at and darts. I also have a small pouch with my dart tips um, for the interchangeable dart shafts and my uh, Makwa Weedle. And then are they carrying the older weapons or am I carrying every? I'm, I'm not carrying. Sure. I'm carrying the older Makwa Weedle. Um, okay. But uh, as far as the at I think Fletcher was interested in your older at Yeah. Yeah, 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 I'm I'm carrying it. Okay, cool. So then I think I'm ready to go. Cool. Yeah, anybody else? You all good? You have all your things? Okay. Um so you head out uh, head out with uh Koi um leading you 
in the direction of this temple, which is basically, like, one of the only, like, landmarks in this part of the desert because, you know, there's a lot of flat. So, like, there are some mesas and some other, like, stone formations that serve as landmarks, but the temple is also one because it's something that sticks up out of the ground. <clears throat> so you start heading in that direction. Are you doing anything while you walk or are you just walking? Walking. Just walking. Walking walk walk and talking. <clears throat> cool. Is there anything specific you wanted to talk about? Um, we did talk about collecting prickly pear fruits while we go. So, yes, yeah, if Kui yeah. wants to, like, point out the edible fruits, I feel like Cedric is very interested in that. And Yeah, goodness. definitely pick some prickly pear fruits and some of the actual paddles of the, of the cactus. Um, and we can cook those later when we get to camp. I'm also probably on the lookout for any nice flint or obsidian nodules in the ground that I can easily turn into points later and maybe well it's midday so probably few animal tracks but but eventually looking for something to hunt if we're going to need food later okay um so all right so let's we'll do one thing at a time here uh so koi you are pointing out the prickly pear to them and then who is doing the who is doing the actual foraging of the prickly pear like the actual collection Okay. Yeah, Cedric can actually hunt his vegetables. For... Yeah, um, so yes. Cedric, give me a uh, reflex save as you attempt to... I knew it. I knew it. I knew you were going to do that. pieces of cactus <laughs> without hurting yourself. Ooh. 21. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Okay, yeah, so you collect some prickly pear petals and prickly pear fruit, and you feel like a badass because you do not... Uh, even with your, I was remembering this because it's in the trailer for our channel, but with your dwarf fingers, you do not <laughs> get stabbed with any uh, with any of the needles or the spines or whatever. Um, so yeah, you have quite a bit of prickly pear fruit and vegetable matter at your disposal now. Um, and then Koi, you are looking for rock nodules mm -hmm. in the soil. Um, so give me a perception check as you walk. You have to help me remember what that is. So perception is a skill. Um, it'll be one of the ones that we wrote in on your sheet. Got it. So you'll roll a d20 and then add whatever the number for perception is. I see a plus one ability modifier and then a six for the ranks. Okay, so a seven total? Yep, and then I'm doing a... Uh, let's see, I'm on well, 20R... Okay, so 15 plus 7, 22. Nice. Yeah, um, so were you looking for, you said obsidian. Um, so yeah, you're able to find like one or two obsidian pieces. Like they're not super duper common, you know that. But like, yeah, you find one or two nice pieces that you think could be okay. useful. Uh -huh. And I give you the two that we have. Okay, so four total. Okay, so definitely as soon as we get to camp, I will use some of those to make a stone knife for Nautica. Awesome. Okay. Do, do, do. Okay. Um, so as you are going along, is anybody besides Koi sort of looking at the landscape? You're just walking along and chatting as the sun goes down. I imagine Kay yeah, is like probably... looking around. Hmm? She hasn't seen anything like this before. Yeah. And what were you going to say, Nadia? I'd probably pop up every once in a while. Just take a looky-loo. Cool. Um, the two of you can also give me perception checks. And you both have dark vision too, right? So it doesn't matter that mm -hmm. the sun's going down. Marvelous. The only one we have to worry about is wait, Angela. Do you have dark vision on your sheet? It would be under your special abilities if you do. I do not think I do, but let me check. Sixteen. 
26. 16 and 26? Okay. <laughs> uh, I do... Yes, I do have dark... You said dark vision, right? Yeah. Yes, I do. Okay, that's what I thought. So Fletcher's the only one who's going to be disadvantaged once the sun is fully set. But yeah, so between the two of you, you're sort of taking a look at the landscape. Kay, maybe a little more like a tourist. Nadia, a little mm-hmm. bit more like she's keeping I a, watch. I have altitude, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so maybe, you know, an hour after the sun has set, Nadia, you you hear it at first before you see anything, but after you hear this clicking sound, and it sounds like the clicking sound that you heard in the bottom of the canyon that Kay pointed out. You hear that clicking sound a Mm -hmm. a little bit of a distance from your group, and you sort of look in that direction, and you see some sort of, like, little shapes running along the ground towards you, Um, and a bigger shape flying in the sky over them, chasing them. Like, you know, it's, it's flying like you are flying and Mm -hmm. the little shapes, they're, they look like some sort of little animal running along the ground, except that there's like blue, like zap, zap, zapping coming off of their bodies that seems to be making the clicking sound. So these are bug zapper pops. Like this is what it sounds like, right? Like kind is that... of, yeah. Okay. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Um... Uh, I I would definitely describe that to the group and ask Koi. Do you know what that is? I am not. Is it the? Sh- are the I think they're shocker lizards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shocker lizards. Those are the things being chased. I'm not sure exactly what is chasing them, but perhaps. Sail snakes, I think. Are those a flying creature? They sound like a yeah, it sounds like a flying creature, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So Nadia, you are sort of having this conversation with Koi as you are continuing to watch this group of animals get much closer to your group. Um. <laughs> are they coming our way? <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you say sail snake? <laughs> <laughs> you, that is in fact the word you heard Cindy quit right now it's a snake with like a big it's like 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 uh, if a flying squirrel and a snake had a love child it's just got this big like like a dragon it's a dragon fleshy, no 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 it doesn't have wings it has no, it's, a okay. it fleshy out, yeah. thing that sort of helps it glide through the I mean, there are gliding cool. snakes, though. There are flying yeah. snakes, yeah, yeah, that can, like, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. flatten and, uh-huh. like... Yeah, yeah. It's, just... like, it's like one of those, except a lot bigger. bigger. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I'm just, like, but I'm used to them, like, flying between trees. Right, yeah. No, this is, uh, uh... <laughs> this is, like, a creature the size of, like, Fletcher or Kay, <laughs> the snake. Hopefully it only oh, likes these shocker lizards. So the oh, snake yeah. is bigger than it's me that can fly. <laughs> yes. So not knowing any of this, Cedric turns to Quee is like, so are they dangerous? Should we be worried? <laughs> I feel uh, like this is a good time for you to... Actually, let's take a break and we'll roll initiative when we come back because it's almost <laughs> 6.30. Man, yeah. I managed to hit a cliffhanger. This is amazing. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> woo! Yeah, so we're going to take our halfway break. Are we doing 10 or 15 minutes today? Uh, 10 is okay, because everyone is asleep. 
Oh, look at the doggos. Okay, so doggos might still be a little sick, but we don't need a 15-minute break. Okay, so we will take a 10-minute break to refresh our refreshments and stand up and stretch our legs and stuff. You should do the same. We will be back soon, and I guess they'll be dealing with these shocker lizards and the sail snake, which I was so excited to put in this game. Um, Oh, boy. (laughs) We'll see you in a few minutes, everybody. Bye. Hello, friend. What brings you here to Sashi's? Are you looking for some of his delicious sashimi rolls? Oh, you're looking for a story. Well, you've come to just the right place. A few weeks ago, our city was attacked by the Cult of the Deep One, and... Oh, you know this one already? Yes, um, well, what if I told you the Cult was still out there, hiding right beneath our noses? and our fate rested in the hands of four wizard roommates who did school to become pirates. Preposterous, I know, but I saw them with my own two eyes. They are the strangest wizards I ever did see. So big and muscular, the lot of them. I heard they stole one of the cult's ships, fight some dinosaurs with their bare hands, and face the horrors of the sea to destroy one of their cursed artifacts. Hey, where are you going? The story has only just begun! Hi, I'm Mike, the storyteller for Tales of Asperon. If you enjoyed this preview of our second 5th edition real play podcast, The Gilded Lily, check out our website at www.toapodcast.com. You can also find us on your favorite podcatchers. Hope to see you soon. Alright, well there we are. We're back. Hello! Hi friends! Hope you got some refreshments. Some people ate food, so maybe there will be less food talk in the second half. Who knows? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no promises. Um, no promises. I mean, my, other, my other game is also, like, constant food talk, so... What, the uh, Constellation? The Star Trek game. Well, because yeah. you because you and, and uh, Cade are both uh, characters that, <laughs> like, were designed to talk yeah, about food. Yeah, but, like, that so, was like... just... Well, they, they weren't designed for that. We just happened to land there. Oh, okay. <laughs> That happened naturally. Anyway, if you like nerdy nerdy people talking about food, check us out and also Constellation. Anyway, <laughs> we were rolling initiative is what we were doing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because these creatures are basically right on top of you now. So, yeah, I guess I have to roll initiative for two different kinds of monsters. I hope you're all logged in to roll 20. <laughs> Angela rolling consistent 15s tonight. Look at that. On a roll just like last time. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a plus two Mm -hmm. modifier, so it's going to be 17 for me. Cool. Um, Anybody higher than 17? Shooking heads all around. All right. We got... Oops. This list is going to be long because there are lots of people. Okay. Um, We got 17. I have to write down monsters and players and all kinds of good stuff. Um, between 10 and 17. Uh, yeah, 14. 14? Anybody else? 11. 11. Okay. Uh, what did the two of you have? Seven. Seven. Okay, what do you have? The same? You have the same? Uh, what are your dexterity modifiers? Two. Are you saying something? Because you're muted if so. Oh, three. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, all right, so, okay... And then Fletcher. Wow. All right. That's a lot of stuff. Okay. So, 
Oh, so many monsters. All right, so if you're on roll 20, you should see the desert and some creatures near you. I made a, a pseudo dragon, the sail snake, because there wasn't a sail snake icon, but you it's can beautiful. use your imagination. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would much rather. I don't think I can use my dragon. imagination. <laughs> All right. Um, so the shocker lizards go running through you guys. Awesome. <laughs> because they are okay. freaking out. <laughs> They're being chased by the sail snake. So now the lizards are sort of all in amongst you guys. And uh, then it is Koi's turn. Uh, so you can hopefully see your little icon up here. It's the one with the white box around it. And you should be able to move that if you would like. Well, uh, the sail snake is not hostile towards us yet, is it? You don't know. Okay. Uh, since the snail, the sail snake is flying to the left so i can move you said mm -hmm. yeah you should be able to click and drag your your icon okay i'm guessing each box is like a space each box is five feet um so your character probably has a speed of 30 feet which means you can move six boxes uh per turn or 12 boxes if you would like to spend like your whole turn moving okay actually i want to stay oh, okay no, i want to move to the right mm-hmm uh, let's see, one, two, three, four boxes, so that I'm kind of on the other side of that prickly pear cactus. Okay, perfect. And does that constitute the entirety of my turn, or? Uh, no. So now that you've moved, you can do something else. Okay. Uh, I think I want to try to get my atlatl ready so that I can try to hit the sail snake as it flies across, since this is so similar to the moche toss, kind of hitting that flying target perpendicularly. Okay, um, so basically <clears throat> your choices are uh, you can either throw your atlatl dart right now or if you are choosing to wait until the sail snake moves, then that will mean that from then on your turn will come immediately prior to the sail snake instead of where it is right now in the order, if that makes sense. My turn <laughs> will be immediately after the snail snake's turn? Before before yeah because the because its turn will be what triggers your action um so like right now you're I second can... in the order but you know it's farther down the list so you would also be farther down the list okay i understand uh then yeah i'll wait for it to move okay. and take the order change cool and i will make a note of that okay uh cedric there's a zappy lizard like right in, next to me. In between you and Nadia. Yeah, it's not right next to you, but it's pretty close. And they are, they're, they're little, but yeah, they're zapping this like blue, like lightning energy off of them, which is kind of wild. And they seem sort of frenetic as they're running away from this predator. Knowing, I'm going to, I want to mm -hmm. step forward to the, towards Nadia, closer to this, this lizard. Um, and, and I want to try and attack it with my, um, my brand new Marco Weedle. <laughs> um, okay, uh, you're going to be at a severe penalty because you haven't practiced. How, it how yet, severe? So, how severe? Um, <laughs> I'm going to say at least a six because, mm. like, you haven't done anything with it. Also, because it's like you're still a medium creature, but it is designed for someone with four arms, so like it's a little unwieldy for you yet, and you haven't practiced with it. So yeah, it'd be at a minus six penalty. 
free. I, I still feel good about this, considering okay. my other option is hit it with my metal hammer, and it's a lightning <laughs> creature. <laughs> like, like, miss it, get electrocuted. Okay, I feel okay. like uh, All right. this is my split-second decision. Love that. So I add my base attack. I add, I assume it's a strength weapon? Uh, yeah. And then subtract six? Yeah. And yeah. Oh. That's six. Yeah. Mm, so a zero. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I mean, sorry. No, oh, oh, it'll be a six a, total. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was a so, nine plus three, so twelve. So six. you've got your hands on the, the handle of this thing, and like you're trying really hard to swing it without like catching any part of you on all of these obsidian blades around the outside of it and so you sort of misjudge where the lizard is as it's running and you sort of swing above it but is that that's it yep okay uh nadia there are two lizards kind of in front of you i man (laughs) uh I'm super split because, like, on the one hand, I can just fly to get away from the lizards, but on the other, I really don't want to be the only airborne thing with this giant sail snake <laughs> that is bigger than me. It is. Um, uh, if you oh lasso man. it, you could ride um, it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Also, you have an eagle. A, don't forget your eagle in the mix here. There's an image. I do. I do. Has, have I seen the eagle? Has the eagle been following us? It's been following you guys. Yeah. Okay. I'm hoping the eagle is doing to... the whole like. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Like they they should be smart enough to to stay out of danger. Absolutely. Yeah. An animal if possible, and that's kind of what I'm expecting right yeah. now. Yeah. An animal companion will always like unless it has been trained to respond to an order. Otherwise, it will always do what it needs to to protect itself. So right now, it's just sort of avoiding this encounter and watching you all from a distance. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Oh man, how much? Uh, I'm just gonna sort of move over. Sort of. Yeah, I can do that move, right? Sorry. Let's check distance yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna just sort of move over so i'm sort of split the difference between fletcher and k and just kind of prepare okay maybe (laughs) what are you preparing because i don't i'm I'm not interested in hitting anything that's not currently coming at us okay are you on the ground or are you still flying yeah on the ground quarter staff out cool awesome love it okay Uh, it's the snake's turn how far can you fly snake yeah, all right. It's not the best at flying. Like, <laughs> it's a big snake. I mean, it snake. doesn't have wings. <laughs> right, it's a big snake. So, like, it can fly, but only just, right? That's close enough. Falling with style. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Okay, so it flies forward because it wants lizard food or whatever food, really. And then it. Hey, Cindy, you do things with cones. How much is a 20 foot cone? Is that like, I don't remember how many that is. Wait, if it moves forward, doesn't that make it Kui's turn to attack? Oh, yes, I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Okay, okay so Koi, you can throw your dart at it while it yeah. is moving. I was kind yeah. of in a good, better Thank position. You. So, uh, yeah, I'll throw an atlatl dart at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so as it as it flies past you, you throw. So roll your attack with your atlatl. Oh, not a good attack. Mm-mm. My luck ran out. Uh... Three plus stuff. <laughs> How much plus, plus stuff? What's 
Which ones do I add again? Um, so the there should be a plus something like right there in that the big long box oh. at the top of the lateral entry. Yeah, uh, plus eight, so plus 11 eight. total. So 11 total. Um, so you try to sort of clock it as it's flying across in front of you, and the dart goes off, and it does go pretty close to the snake, but you wind up getting sort of towards the tail region where there's less, you know, body mass, and so the dart goes sort of like right under the tail, um, and you miss, unfortunately. Um, okay, so now, yeah, how many, how many squares is a 20-foot cone? Do you know? Um, I don't have that book right here. Or maybe it's in the back of this one. Mine, okay. So it's basically three diagonal out and obviously four across. So if you can see it. Okay. So I don't know if that's helpful. Three diagonal. Oh, 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 oh. oh. I see. Yeah. It. So it's. Okay, I see, I see. Yeah. Okay. So it's like one, two, three. So I think one, two. So it'd be like. One, two, three there, and then, yeah. Okay, so it could get uh, Nadia and Fletcher, I guess, in its... Yeah, I think it can get Nadia and... Yeah. Okay. So, it is going to... What bad thing is coming for me? Um. Okay, so it opens its mouth, and it kind of, you know, like, you see fangs, and it... And the, the fangs actually spray venom in a big, like, wave towards Fletcher and Nadia. So I need each of you to make a fortitude save. It's a cobra. It's a flying cobra. Basically, yeah. That's not excellent. Nope. Only, like, more of the... Hood. Qui-Gon redeemed an extra action for all of us. Oh, yay! Thanks, Qui-Gon. For everyone? Uh, Yeah. Or anyone, sorry, anyone. I was gonna say oh, anyone. Mm, it was like sorry, everyone. Yeah, I was like, mm, that's not <laughs> sorry, an award. That's not a reward. Okay, yeah. so there's an extra action for any one person. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So what are your so, saves? It was twenty-one fortitude save. Twenty-one fortitude save. Twenty-one. And nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. Awesome. Um. So you are both blinded for only one round because you saved so good. So when you are blinded. You cannot see. What a surprise. Uh, (laughs) You take a minus two penalty to your armor class. You lose your dexterity bonus to your armor class. You move at half speed and you take a minus four penalty on, you're not searching right now, but uh, minus minus four penalty on most strength and dexterity based skill checks. All checks and activities that rely on vision uh, automatically fail. All opponents are considered to have total concealment, which is a 50% mischance if you try to attack someone. Hey, it's what, only one What page round. is that on? What? <laughs> blinded? Yeah. Um, just so I can read all that. I don't know where it is in the player. No, I'll find it. Don't Okay, I have it on my thingy, but it's probably, there's like a condition yeah. table probably. Okay, um, so it did that. I think that's it. Yeah, okay, so it moved, it spit. Um, now it is Kay's turn. That Yay. was You saw all that happen. That, that like sucked. right in front of you because you were just outside of the cone. Get the fuck out of there. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. I think I'm gonna try and just like shoot my bow and arrow at this little lizard that's up there. Okay. Before it before it wanders towards Cedric. <laughs> I do not want to piss off the sea snake. <laughs> Sail snake. Whatever. We'll get to sea snakes later. Uh, that. <laughs> That's not reassuring, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you are shooting at a lizard. A lizard. Lizard. 
Lizard. All right. We're going to hope that I hit it. Mm -hmm. I got a 21. Wowee. Yeah, you hit it. Do some damage. Do some damage. Uh, three. Sorry, my dog was making a noise. A uh, three. Okay. So I guess I should have colored these so I could keep track of them. That would have been smart. Hmm? The red one has taken three <laughs> points of damage. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Um, you moved. You shot. Uh, Fletcher, ow, your face is burning a little bit and your eyes really hurt and you're just sort of like blinking and squinting and trying to wipe that venom out of your eyes. Uh, well, since I literally can't see to mm -hmm. do anything, um, and up to this point, I was starting to basically only be able to guide myself with my lantern. Right. So it's not like I'm very familiar with what's around us. I'm yep. not going to move because I don't know where anything is around me. You don't want to walk into a cactus? No. <laughs> uh, and so instead, I'm just going to cast shield on myself. Okay. That seems like a smart move. Love that. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe you just didn't blindly cast Grease. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is greasy now. Everything is greasy in a 10-foot square. Um... <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so, Cedric, you hear the clicking from the lizard that you just swung at getting even louder, and... All of a sudden, you see this weird, like, it's like lightning, but horizontal, and it sort of, because all of the lizards are pretty close to you, that that one is the closest, but they're they're all pretty close to you, all three of them, and, and all of a sudden, this sort of horizontal lightning goes out from the lizard that you swung at and sort of connects it to the other two, and then, sorry, reading, reading. I do not reading, like reading. this. Yeah. Nope, he's wearing nope. metal. You need to do a reflex save and, um, uh, oh shit. Oops, <laughs> sorry, Fletcher. <laughs> um, oh, nope. <laughs> and Nadia, who's also on the ground. Nadia and Fletcher, you also need to make reflex saves, um, but you. Sure. You don't. They could hear it though. But, right. Yeah, you can hear it, but you don't get to add your dexterity because you can't see. So you can use your your reflex like base save and a d twenty. But yeah. Suddenly, my lack of a dexterity modifier is not so bad. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Cedric, what did you get? I got a six. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is a six good enough to dodge lightning, Cheryl? Nope. <laughs> uh... <laughs> How about seven? Oh, damn. No. Uh, Fletcher? Fifteen. Uh, okay, so you save, so you take half. <laughs> Fletcher oh just God. happens to be standing next to a large cactus that Ten, takes the bolt for him. Two, <laughs> three. Can I have another one? Uh, did I have three? I only have three. Okay, please stand by. Um, it sounds like a lot of dice. Yeah. <laughs> She needs more dice than she has to figure out how much damage we just took. <laughs> well, yeah. it's 2d8 oh, per, per participating lizard, so... Um, oh my god, so 68? <laughs> yeah, okay. So, 18, 23, 29 points of damage to the two of you who failed, and then half of 28 is 14 <laughs> for Fletcher. <laughs> Holy oh, no. shit! <laughs> you, it's a good thing that was us! Zap, zap, zap. Yeah, yeah. Me and Donnie are the only two people that can take can that take much that, damage yeah. without immediately dying. 
<laughs> Whoopsie. Um, yeah. <laughs> Good thing I just took a first aid course. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Okay, well, that's, that changes that's what I was going to do. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the, the lizard was not okay. happy that you swung at it. Um, okay, Cedric, it's your turn now. I didn't swing at it. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's the, the lizard by Cedric is the one that set the thing triggered. off. But it connected with the other two, so the effect is centered on the lizard that triggers it. So it was centered on the one that Cedric swung at, but you're still within 20 feet of it. Um. Yep. Can I? <laughs> Can you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Um, Don't forget, somebody has an extra action. Yeah, I was just gonna ask: Is it okay if I use my extra action to? I, I kind of use both of both of the actions to heal. <laughs> <laughs> Yourself? Okay. I, well, I want to heal myself and um, someone else. I was gonna say, probably. Fletcher, what happened to you? With yeah, isn't he like dead? Yeah, how you doing, Fletcher? Oh no, I'm out. I'm at minus three health. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. Fletcher's on the ground. Whoopsie. Shocking. Don't worry about me. Well, that changes what I'm doing with my turn. <laughs> Whoopsie. Um, all of his beard hairs have straightened. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to cast... So Wait, it, yeah. didn't he have shield on, though? Didn't oh, shield do something? That doesn't do anything for a reflex no, save. It only not does for a reflex or magic or anything. Okay. I'm um, stunned. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I if I tried to move, I can't get to Fletcher without getting attacked multiple times. So I'm gonna heal myself. So I can I can get to him easily though. Okay. For yeah, I'm gonna heal myself, and I'm also gonna uh, I try and attack the green the, lizard. The, the lizard that just yeah. zapped you. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Taking that action. Oh fuck. Okay. Oh, well, that misses. <laughs> Oopsie doodle. All right, and and you're healing yourself. Yeah, and I'm okay. healing myself. Okay. Uh, yep. Nadia. <laughs> well, I, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna guess that I probably saw the attack coming from that direction and heard Fletcher like felt myself getting hit real bad, and then heard Fletcher fall. Given that I can't see. Yeah, right? your, per- your perception is high enough that you, yeah, you could probably hear. Like you knew that he was close to you before you got blinded. Yeah, and- like I intentionally got fairly close to him so I could yeah. sort of keep yeah you could definitely hear that okay happen. then uh then um yeah i will i will just basically go find him and <laughs> we got another we got another uh extra action by the way oh <laughs> thanks audience oh right. <laughs> uh, i think we're gonna need it <laughs> yeah, i think so too your light wounds on okay. fletcher cool sounds good like that <laughs> Ryan's just like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why did Ryan die I mean, every? I'm only at this six myself. He's a wizard. This is a fun a game. Freaking D4 hit die. No, no, wait. Oh my god, I gotta remember which dice I have where. This is stupid. Uh, yeah. Koi, you're going to be up next, so you can decide. What okay, you're eight do. eight points of healing for Ooh. Fletcher. So Yay! That at least gets him. Nice. Plus five. Better than zone. Are you using the second action, or are you gonna leave that for somebody else? Mm, like if I get hit again, I'm toast. Um, <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead. Okay. All right. So you will use the second action to heal yourself. Sounds good. Um, all right, yeah. Koi. What would you like to do? Okay. Uh, the has the sail snake moved because they're right before me right 
No, you you are now right before the sail snake. So it, it moved okay. and you threw your dart okay. at it, but now it is your turn before it. So yeah, okay, it okay. is on the other side of that rather large prickly pear from you. Got it. Okay, so then I'll throw another... Oh, wait. I'm trying to think. Should I try to throw another, another dart at the sail snake or run towards this red lizard and hit it with my Maqua Weedle? Hit it. Hit it. <laughs> it's up okay. to you. You also saw... I'll like you. Through- you know that the shocker lizards do that lightning thing, and you saw it happen to everyone. And you also just watched Fletcher fall unconscious yeah. on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So okay. So I'll run towards the uh, shocker lizard, which puts me here, there, right mm-hmm. there. And then I'll take a swing with my Marco Weedle. So I roll a d20, right? Mm-hmm. And then add the um, the attack for that. Oh my gosh, oh, another wow. roll. Two 15s uh, and then two threes. We wow. did just get another extra action. <laughs> oh yeah, there's another extra action, so if you want to try to attack it again, you can. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm guessing this doesn't cut it, right? Even with my, yeah, with my plus five attack bonus to the three. You have a plus five for the Makuitl. That'd be an eight total, so no. Okay, yeah. so then, yeah, I'll take another swing at it. Let's see if I can get a better roll. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, even worse. Oh no, a two! <laughs> okay, my luck is really running out here. Oh, it's because you had four nat 20s last time. <laughs> yeah, that might be it. That might be it. Universe is like, we're done. <laughs> Welcome to D&D. Uh, okay, now it's the snake's turn. What are you going to do now, snakey? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> kitty. That cat is summarizing our mood right now. Right? Okay. So, do let's see. There are. Sorry, right, I'm going to let it randomly choose what it's attacking here because there are options. Okay, three is Nadia. Um, so the sail snake is gonna scoot over to you and bite at you. I see I made the correct decision in the last turn. Yeah, um, it rolled a three as well, though, so that's not going to hit you. <laughs> no, it won't. No, it didn't get quite low enough. It didn't, it underestimated, or it overestimated how tall you are. So now it's Kay's turn. Kay, there's a lot of drama going on. There's some, I'm going to back the fuck up more. <laughs> I, I'm going to... Nope. There's not there's not any more space on the map. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yep, that's the edge of the desert. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, uh, I want to go, like, you know, like a good 40. I, I know. I, you can just put yourself at the edge, and we'll know that you're pretty far away. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there is no more desert. Sorry. <laughs> All right. I'm going to shoot it, I guess. The snake? Yeah. Cool. Do that. Um, I'm going to try real hard, at least. At a 13? Nope. Nope. It's flappy and you sort of miss where to shoot for the flaps. Man. Oh man. Uh, Killed by wild animals. <laughs> Magical We're wild dead. animals. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I swear twins. I balanced this for you guys. You're just rolling terribly. Uh, Fletcher, it's your turn. Uh-huh. You're laying on the uh-huh. ground, as usual, I guess. Just went down, blacked out, and then was revived. Oh, you're, and... you both are not blinded anymore, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, so my vision blacked out, then I literally blacked out, <laughs> then I was brought back. 
<laughs> this like, don't they don't they do that to here. torture people? Oh. Like like put that like. Um, I don't know if there's I so I have a shocker lizard on like one side of me, and then to the front of me is the snake. There's like nowhere I can move without getting attacked by something, because no matter how I move, I'd be moving oh too far away from an enemy, and I would get attacked. And if you cast a spell from where you are, you'll get attacked. Yeah, basically. Hit Just it with your pretend you're dead. Use the Stop, stick. drop, and roll. Use the stick. <laughs> Stop, drop, and roll? He's already on the ground. Yeah, well, roll. <laughs> I don't know. Kick it in the face. Yeah, Kick pretend it in it's the a face. <laughs> no, pretend it's a grizzly bear and pretend that you're dead. <laughs> that is not helpful for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, because yeah. we won't have to save his ass. <laughs> All right, so you took a step forward. Yeah, I'm taking just one step to kind of get on a, on another side of split up a distance a little bit from Nadia, and then literally, like I can swing at the snake with my quarter staff. Okay. Like that's I I can't do magic right next to it. I can't do. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> Doesn't mean this is going to be very good. You never know. No, you're gonna roll a nat twenty. It's gonna be epic. Mm-hmm. No, nope. happened before. An eight. Uh, an eight plus not much, right? No, just that that is plus with. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. It's <laughs> going great, guys. Um, <laughs> oh, we're so bad. Wow. Um, so nobody hit a shocker lizard that last turn, did they? Nope. Nope. No. Okay. <laughs> so now the lizards are just trying to GTFO. So uh, Cedric, you can take an attack of opportunity if you want. Yes, yes. No! <laughs> that worked so nicely for us last time. Shh, it'll be fine. Just leave it'll them alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's what happens Ooh. when you hit first. It's Cedric. Uh, mm-hmm. 15. 15 does not hit. Wow! <laughs> They're lightning fast. They are lightning fast. Um, <laughs> okay, and then the red one is also going to leave Koi's space. Koi, would you like to hit it as it runs away with an attack of opportunity? I No, I'd rather save and go for the snake since that's going to be the most pressing threat here. Valid, okay. So then it's Cedric's turn. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess seeing the, the yeah, I mean, I guess after whiffing after that lizard with my um, Mako Weedle, I'm going to run forward um, towards Fletcher and the snake, run up behind Fletcher, and cure him for uh, some more. Okay. That's my turn. I'll get uh, you that mount in a second. Nadia, it'll be your turn next. I'm assuming that you're going up next to Fletcher, not next to the snake. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, sorry. I'm going to run up kind of behind him, mm-hmm. hand mm-hmm. on his shoulder. Up above me, heal for 11. Ooh, nice. <laughs> you really should have used it on somebody else. <laughs> yeah, I, it, I, I, I rolled like so you. badly on the first heal that I, the, uh, when I healed myself, I was like, I'll heal badly again. And we'll just top him up. <laughs> should have should have healed myself for 11. They like you. Um, Nadia, what you doing? There's a snake, uh, like, in your face. Right in my face? It's so I'm just, big. I'm just going to use my breath weapon. Okay, yeah. It's a 15-foot cone of acid. I will make sure I don't also hit Fletcher. I was going to say there's a way that you could not hit Fletcher. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That would be really funny, though. Uh, 
Yeah, and it's only one D8 <laughs> acid, but that's that's pretty much where I'm at. He's and right in my it, face, hit me with a breath weapon. Does the sneak have to do a reflex save? Is that right? Does a reflex, yeah. Okay. Uh, it got a nine. That's a fail. All right. Uh, <laughs> four big points of damage. Four big points of damage. Hey, that's the first time it's been hit, that's, so that's good. Yeah, that's the first damage, so that, <laughs> yeah. that's good. Bad that's though. great. Yay! All right, and that's Koi's turn now. I want to make another throw with my atlato, but I don't want to... Well, <clears throat> the snake is flying, right? Yeah, it's hovering pretty close to the ground at this point because it's, like, biting at Nadia. So, okay. yeah, it's, like, you would have trouble... It, it, it You would not be able to hit it without harming one of your new friends in the process okay so then i'm gonna run up kind of here in front of fletcher and take a swing with my mako weedle mm, if you take one more step then you will be flanking it with nadia which gives you a bonus on your attack okay so then i'll do that mm-hmm. and then roll um and you will get up an extra plus two to this attack because you're flanking okay. ganging up on the sail snake Rah. okay uh, good eating on those with all the bonuses 13 is the total uh that is not enough to hit the sail snake unfortunately oh Oh, man yeah rolls Uh, i do believe we have another advantage if you want to use it um it's an advantage on a check or a save not on an attack oh oh, okay there is a i think there is another extra action though that we didn't use yet Nope, I've redeemed all the ones that were used, so oh, okay. uh, so they go away off oh, of my little you. listy thing. Um, but yeah, so that was Koi's turn. Uh, now it's the snake's turn. Eeny, meeny, miny. Uh, I think there are three extra actions. We've only used two, though, right? What was the third one? Uh, uh, you no, somebody attacked twice, and I did two heal. I did two spells. Yeah, two and spells. Nadia did two spells. And Nadia did two spells, and then there were two. And then yeah. you like, did two attacks. Somebody... Do two attacks? Yeah, yeah. I think Angela mm-hmm. did. Yeah. did two attacks. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think I missed the second of those double spells. No I got worries. it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were right after each other. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Koi, you have come up behind the sail snake and swiped at it, and that is uh, makes it mad. Um, so it is going to sort of spin and try to bite at you. Burp, burp, burp. Um, so that will be a 17. What is your armor class? The regular armor class. Armor class <laughs> is 17. 17. Yeah, my total is 17. Yep. All right. Well, if it meets, it hits. Wow. Right on it. Um, okay. So it does how many bite damage? Big, nasty, fangy snake. Uh, oh, max damage. Sorry about that. You oh, take boy. 11 points of damage. <laughs> Oh no! Whoops. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> okay, so that. So how many hit points do you have left? Yeah, so I've got six. Uh, no, sorry. It's just I'm trying to find where on the sheet. Oh, your... it's right above the armor class. Yeah, right? your hit points will be at the top. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I've got. Uh, oops. No, I've got fourteen left. It's okay. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Um. Okay. It is your turn. Um, yeah. I am going to like run in here <laughs> and <laughs> shoot, <laughs> stab at it with my dagger. Yeah, with your dagger or your sickle? Uh, you have both. Dagger. I'm gonna need to stab at it with my dagger. Oh, okay. Isn't the sickle bigger? It's they're the same bonus. Okay. 
does one do more damage? Is that maybe what you were thinking? Oh, maybe. Uh, yes, one can possibly do. Okay, I'm gonna swing out with my sickle. Oh, okay. Good point. Swing at it with your sickle. Harvest that snake in the grass. I will harvest this snake. I got an 18. That hits. Do some damage. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> got a three. Okay, three more damage to the snake. Boop. All right. Uh, Fletcher, your friends are all around you. Also, there's a snake. <laughs> big snake with wings. A snake that's your size. Yeah, a snake as big as you. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to nope to the left. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to step back from the snake. Yep, <clears throat> that seems like a good choice. They don't want to be near it. Um, <laughs> and you know what? This just immediately started out as a really bad journey. So now I'm in a bad mood. So... <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, it's it yeah, people are surrounding it. I don't care. I'm gonna fire a scorching ray at it. Ooh. So you better hope I don't critically fail because I'm just pissed. Um so since you're firing into melee, it's at a minus two. Because this is an attack, right? Uh range touch attack, yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So that is an eighteen plus three, twenty-one. Minus, minus two. two. Yeah, that definitely hits. Do some scorching ray damage. Yikes. <laughs> Don't make the wizard angry. <laughs> Four, six, nine, 13 fire damage. Oh! <laughs> Fletcher takes a step back and, like, rubs his hands together and shoots out this scorching ray, and the three of you, uh... No, I hold up, I hold up my lamp so I can really see it, and I cast it so it looks like it's, like, coming out of the lamp when I open <laughs> Yes, but... yes, okay, yeah, and then Nadia, oh, Kay, and Koi, you are right next to this snake as it just, like, gets hit by this beam of fiery light and just, like, instantly turns black and crispy all over the outside and <laughs> falls out of the air onto the ground and just sort of, like, curls up into this, like, twist of dead snake. Way to go, Fletcher. <laughs> Yay, Fletcher! Yeah. Thank you, Fletcher. And the shocker lizards continue running away. <laughs> yeah. Nope, just... nope, nope. <laughs> you just have to wait until the wizard in the party can actually get around to doing something <laughs> after dying. Yeah, love that glass cannon. Yay! I have never been hit for that many points at once. That's... The, yeah, that, that yeah. zap is about 2d8 per lizard participating, up to a maximum of 12d8. We were just discussing how I was a tiny tank, and that yeah. took me down to six in one hit. Yeah, it took me Don't down like to two. It. Yeah. Angelo, you survived your first D&D combat. Yes! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got a single hit and only took damage the entire time, but I survived. <laughs> I'm glad uh, you those, those lizards were just I running away. Why did anybody swing at them? <laughs> Cedric. Um, well, specifically, so now I can ask for feedback on my technique. <laughs> <laughs> you did that just so you could practice with your Makuito. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to get better if I don't practice, you guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> if you like practice on something slightly less you zappy, almost, like practice on that cactus over there. I figured it was a little lizard. How bad could it be? Well, how bad was it? Why don't it you was tell very us? bad, all right? But it was very bad. <laughs> yeah, we, we found that lizard and it kicked our asses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like Nadia's about two seconds away from taking that tool away from Cedric and being like, you can't have this anymore. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so. 
that's a thing that happened. Now you're all sort of like out of breath and some of you are still very much in pain standing here in the middle of the now fairly dark desert. So yeah, Fletcher has this lantern and it's just like, mm, can't see without it. Might be a good idea since it's getting dark anyway. I'm sure it's we're well into the night now that that battle's over. So maybe time to pitch a tent, pitch, pitch some tents and rest up. Sounds good. We can eat the snake. Dinner. There's it's nothing left of it to eat. <laughs> it's it's pretty cooked. It's, it's incinerated. Black. It's blackened on the outside. <laughs> uh, and blackened on the inside, probably. Well, there's only one way to find out. Oh my god. Well, prickly pear that we picked up earlier too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna eat that. You can enjoy your toasted snake. Oh yeah, I'm gonna. Fletch is gonna actually join Cedric in this because he hates this snake so much. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah. He will eat it. Quagon it's just says like a you Texas just gotta... barbecue. It's yeah. kind of like that thick. Yeah. Quagon says you just gotta peel the bark off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> what is it? So like surf and turf would be like land and ocean. What would you call it if you're eating like plants from the land and snake from the sky? Oh. <laughs> I'll have to come up with a good and good clever name for a meal like that. <laughs> wings and turf or something. <laughs> mm, wings. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, you guys are making camp. Is there anything else you'd like to do? I really would like to ask Koi oh! or Eddie. Uh... Sorry, Veronica says um, Matt just yelled sky and fry, which is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. You, yeah, that's, that's really good. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Really Cedric good. is what? <laughs> really going to ask Kui if he has any feedback about my inability to. Yeah. Like... Uh, yeah. Is there. A... I could give you a, a training. I could give both you and Fletcher training with the new weapons uh, at camp. And then also, if there's a way to roll to see if I successfully make a stone knife for. Mm hmm. Nadia. Yeah. Uh, which one of those would you like to do first? Uh, since I can, we'll do the, we'll train with the weapons first. Sounds good. Um, trying to think how that would work. Let's see. So we're going to, so I'm assuming we're like, we're going to set up camp and get like a, and have mm -hmm. a, an actual fire going. Yeah. Sounds like, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, okay, so this is going to be one of those super rare times where we use um, your profession skill. Like, nobody ever rolls profession for any reason, ever. But I feel like teaching someone else how to use your weapons seems like a good time to use profession. So I think you have profession, like, hunter or something, right? Uh, yes. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so yeah, roll that to see how good a teacher you are. Okay. All that uh... luck you saved up. Rolling threes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, what is, is this a check that he could use the uh Oh yeah, the you other... could use the advantage on if you wanted. Advantage? Mm. Okay. Uh <laughs> what do I need to roll again? Um Sorry. so oh wow, holy smokes. Okay. <laughs> so there are two extra actions, but we're out of combat. Um but uh advantage basically means that you get to roll two D twenties and take the better one. Um but you'd be rolling the skill profession hunter. So you can just click on it twice. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm not seeing this. Skill Skills is a separate tab. And then they're alphabetical. I don't know if he has it on. Um, I on do, okay. No, I do. Paper. I do. I do have it on paper or on, on like a PDF. But anyways, I'm rolling two 
20s, right? Yep, roll 2d20s, and then you'll take the better one and add your skill bonus to it. Okay. And I can type 2d20 and it'll roll 2, right, at the same mm -hmm. time? Cool. I don't know if it'll add it, but hopefully we'll be able to see what they are. There we go. Oh, perfect. Yeah, okay, so a 13 plus whatever your uh, skill bonus is. Uh, I don't have a skill bonus for that one, I don't think. Okay, um, so profession is a wisdom skill, though, and, like, you are a hunter, so what is your wisdom? Uh, wisdom, oh, is a plus one. Okay. Oh, I see. I think I just, I think I might have just forgotten to write it down here. Oh, no worries. Yeah, did you, on your paper version, do you have, uh, any points or any ranks in it? Any rank, oh, ranks in the profession one? Uh, yeah, in the profession. No, the only thing <laughs> I have is the ability modifier, but okay. no ranks. Okay, um, so a 14, that's pretty okay. And then, uh, let's see, which of you two wants to go first on your practicing? Me. You, Okay. Um, let's have you, boy, how do you, how do you roll through learning in D&D? Um, <laughs> first, let's see. So this is like, so learning involves both of your mental stats and then also a physical ability. So let's have you roll intelligence first to make sure you're paying attention to the instructions. That's a 17. Okay. I am highly motivated. All right. And then uh, wisdom so that you sort of like get that like intuitive understanding of the instructions and like, you know, this is the process of you translating it from mind to body. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. That's a four. A four. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, roll and attack with that weapon. <laughs> It'll be a nine. Okay, um, so you sort Bitcoin of... minus six, yeah. Right, yeah, you, so you sort of flail around with your Makawitl for a while. You don't, like, hurt anybody, because Koi makes sure that he's standing out of the way of the flailing. <laughs> um, and you're probably very much amused by what your student is accomplishing or, or not. Like, Cedric, you definitely, like, you understood Koi's instructions. You're just having a hard time sort of, like, translating it into your body because, like, your body moves very differently than his body does. So it's going to take you a little more practice to get, get good. Um, it's not weighted like a hammer, which is no. the only weapon I've ever used before. Wow. Ever? So. <laughs> I mean, other than, like, a knife. Okay. Wow. All right. Did Cedric get in a lot of knife fights down in the mines? No, no, but I'm just saying, like, you know, like, a knife is technically a weapon, and he has used a knife before, you know, like, to eat or whatever, you know. Whittle. Cedric has this dark and seedy past he hasn't shared with any of you, and also not with me because he doesn't answer emails. Um, <laughs> um, and then, yeah, Cedric's very bad at email. Yeah, yes. Um, and then Fletcher will have you do the, huh, what was that? Oh, Qui-Gon left some uh, presents. Qui-Gon left oh. some presents. <gasps> oh, yeah. Do you, do you want to try that <laughs> wisdom again? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so you get an advantage on that. The 14. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So that's still not enough to give you like a bonus on your nine, but it's not quite as bad as I just described. It's a little okay. less flaily. Um, but again, <laughs> less you're embarrassing. Still, yes. Okay. You're still going to need some practice though. Fletcher, same thing. You'll do an intelligence check and then a wisdom check and then an attack with the new weapon. And you have two advantages on checks if you want them. Okay. There's two separate advantages? Yeah, there are two separate advantages and you're making three checks total. Or, well, you're you're making two checks and then an attack. And then an attack, right? Okay. 
Um, I'm going to use one on the intelligence. Okay. <laughs> so that's only, that only comes out to 11 total. Okay, which kind of makes sense. You are a less martial person in general, so, like, you're hearing Koi's instructions, but they're not necessarily, like, like, you're hearing the words, but you're not necessarily, like, understanding exactly what he means. Uh, the wisdom check? I'm used to, yeah, I'm used to my somatic components is moving my hands and they'll just do something, not having to be holding something and, right. like... <laughs> yeah. Coordinating. <laughs> uh, wisdom is a 15... Okay. Um, yeah, so even though the instructions were maybe a little confusing to you, you're doing your best to sort of intuit what you're supposed to do. Um, so now you can roll your attack, and I will make it. It's only a minus five right now because you got a 15 on your wisdom. And what is what is the attack? Or, or it's, a ta it's a, just an attack roll for yeah. the... Um, okay. And it's a dexterity-based weapon. Is it minus five? Yeah. <laughs> so it's a four. <laughs> A five. Okay. <laughs> um, so, Angela, what does uh, a beginner at lateral thrower look like? I have taught multiple classes of second graders to use <laughs> laddles. I'm going to guess that that's my my best, my best analog. Is it, uh, a like, right, like straight down into the ground or something, yeah. or like. Yeah, that's like the most common. Uh, the, no, the, the the most common mistake that that like beginners make is that they're so scared, like a little bit timid of the weapon, that they don't do a full throw. They do kind of this half throw thing, and then the dart just goes straight into the ground, like five feet in front of them. Okay, so that that is what happens. Like you, you that makes it, sense. You give it your best shot, and then I imagine that Koi kind of you know helps both of you sort of like okay, well like so this is what you did wrong and sort of like tries to coach you through that. But it sounds like you also want to take a rest eventually, right? Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. What did did yeah? Did you use one of those advantages on the on a check. On um, a check. He used one. one really... So there's one more left if somebody needs. Oh, sorry. There now there are two more again. <laughs> Qui-Gon just spent all of them. Cool. Because um, I know, yeah, Koi, the other thing you wanted to do was make a knife, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so how long does it normally take to nap an obsidian blade, I guess? Uh, I'm learning all kinds of fun things. Yeah, so it depends on exactly what, what thing you're making, but let me show you. I probably showed this last time. Uh, okay. Here's like an obsidian blade that uh, I could make. Let's say it takes uh, uh, about an hour and a half. Okay. Oh, nice. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, and approximately, like, 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 how difficult a thing is that to do? Is it like pretty, pretty difficult? Yeah. Uh, I would say there's like, like a thirty percent chance that you snap it along the way and break it while you're working on it. So it's pretty difficult, not a huge success rate. Obviously, the better you are, the higher success rate. But uh, yeah, I would say I'm, I'm breaking between like 30 and 40% of everything I attempt to work on because uh, it's pretty, pretty brittle stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so 30% chance of failing. Okay, um, so I have a DC in my head now. Um, so that's your crafting skill, correct? Correct. And my crafting skill, yeah. Okay, and that I've is... Got a four for the ranks, so that's plus four, and it's an intelligence-based one, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's four plus your intelligence. 
Okay. I don't have an, ab an ability modifier for... Intelligence. Yeah, so it's just the plus four, right? Whatever mm -hmm. I roll, plus four. Yeah, and there okay. are um, there is an advantage for a skill check if you'd like to use that in making the knife. Do I have to decide that before I roll the first one? Um, you can decide it before I tell you the result, like whether or not your roll succeeds. So like you can roll once okay. and be like, "Ooh, I want to use it," but it it can't be after I tell you whether or not it's successful. Got it. Okay. Okay, I rolled a sixteen plus. What did I say? Plus four. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. I'll be fine with that. Okay, yeah, a 20 is exactly what you needed. Um, so yeah, Nadia, you sort of spend some time, I imagine, sort of curiously over Koi's shoulder or, you know, next to him, uh, yeah. watching him. And it's amazing because since this person has four hands, he's able to very carefully sort of manipulate the piece of obsidian and the tools that he's using to nap it, the edge into a sharp blade. Um, and yeah, you sit there and watch and he very carefully makes you this nice obsidian knife that is sized for you. Um, I will let you have... So it'll be stats like a dagger, but it will have a 50% chance of doing one extra point of damage on a successful hit because the obsidian is super sharp. Okay, you said 50% chance of... What oh, was it? A 50% chance of one extra point of damage on a successful hit. So basically, like, for that... When I say, oh, that, yeah, that hit with that dagger, you would roll, like, your percentile dice, and you would choose, mm -hmm. like, oh, so, like, 1 to 50 means that, like, I got that extra point of damage, and 51 to 100 means I don't, or whatever. Yeah. Because the obsidian is so sharp. It's so sharp. <laughs> Amazing. Very cool. Anybody else doing anything in camp right now? Just, uh, right before we go to bed, I'm gonna heal Kui for, uh, an additional four points. Um, and then if you all are taking, like, you'll have, like, eight hours of rest total across this. Um, so you can each heal. Um, so you'll heal one point per level. So I think for everybody in Koi, you're at third level right now, too, right? Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. So you get three points of health back for that. And Nadia gets... Are you two? You're at two, yeah. Right, from Ranger level, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then it sounds like you were going to... So, yeah, we're just sort of hand-waving that because you're taking your rests kind of in different chunks than would be typical mm -hmm. in a D&D game. That's fine, because we're in the desert and we're being realistic. So it sounds like then you were going to wake up in the, like, the early morning, like, before the sun is up mm -hmm. all the way and move? Okay. Uh, and I would also say I topped off water skins if we hadn't already mm -hmm. before we went to sleep. Excellent plan. Yeah, probably getting going at, like, packing up when there's that pre-sunrise mm -hmm. light. The sun's yeah. not up, but everything is starting to get so we can pack up and start start moving again. Yeah, beautiful. Um, Kay, you didn't take any damage during the snake fight, right? No, I dodge dodged. You dodge dodge. Okay, perfect. Um, so Nadia topped up everybody's water skins, and you all got some rest, and you are now setting out again, um, moving through the desert. Hmm? How much HP do you get back when you sleep? One point per, uh, like, one point per, per level. level that you have. Yeah. So, like, you would have gotten back yeah. three, three, but, yeah. Oh, right, because you might have still been down from the canyon escapade. Yes, yes. I, I've been slowly getting health back from the canyon. Uh, and Cheryl, then the heat what about stroke. The, yeah, what about the non-lethal heat damage? That goes away when you rest, yeah. That's just at rest, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll just do it like that, because like, that, that's what would happen with heat stroke, too. Like, you get heat exhaustion, and then you get to not be in the heat for a while, and it goes away. 
Um, yeah, so you are getting up and you are traveling in this sort of pre-dawn desert. It's beautiful and sort of eerie with this, like, glow on the horizon to the east. And so you can kind of see, um, even Fletcher can kind of see, but yeah, everything is sort of you know, shadowy, but also, you know, lit a little bit, um, which is interesting. And again, you're passing all of these plants that you've now sort of just come to accept are part of the landscape. The shiny trees are not, you know, blindingly shiny right now because the sun isn't up all the way, so you can look at them without hurting yourself. Um, but yeah, so you see all of the odd shrubs that you've seen before, the, the cacti, the shiny trees, you see you know, small animals moving through the sand and the rocks and the plants getting a meal or trying to prevent themselves from becoming meals. Is there anything you would like to do while you are walking right now? I, I'm i going to like keep looking for prickly pear fruits. Okay. Um, give me a survival check to keep foraging. Plus 14. Okay. Yeah, you're able to find some more. Not like arm loads or whatever, but you find more. And you've gotten pretty good at not getting poked by the cactus spines. So, you know, feeling pretty good about that. Excellent. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can is I there... do a check for early morning animal tracks? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, also a survival check. And that's a, a 20, right? Yeah, a d20 plus your skill. Because uh, survival is a skill. Okay, so 19 plus... Nice. Plus 7? Wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 You yeah, you see lots of tracks in the sand, which you're very familiar with. After after the night, the sand looks like a highway, right? So there are excuse me. There are tracks from bugs, there are tracks from snakes, there are tracks from, you know, mice, um, both the scurrying variety and the kangaroo variety. Um, there's tracks from uh slightly larger small mammals, um, even, you know, some like, the birds are kind of awake at this time, but you can see evidence of, like, a roadrunner or whatever maybe has moved across the sand. Um, so, yeah, you don't see, um, not here at least, there aren't tracks of any, like, the bigger mammals that inhabit parts of the desert. But uh, Biker Dave wants to know if there are meerkats. Sure, maybe there are some meerkat tracks. What do I care? Uh <laughs> no, no antelope or anything? Not in this part of the desert, but... Yeah, there are lots of sort of smaller game if you're interested. Um, and mm -hmm. Nadia, you do notice, sorry, just while we're thinking about animals, um, your eagle did sort of like perch on top of one of the saguaro type cacti and hang out near you guys during the night. She seems to have decided that you all are a great way to not get attacked by bigger creatures in the air. Um, That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Given she was making not friends before she made friends. Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so yeah, she's just kind of hanging out. Um, yeah, so, Koi, if you'd like to hunt for something, you certainly can. I think I'll wait, and perhaps until we see an antelope, or antelope tracks, because I know there are those in this area, okay. uh, and that'll be a good source of food for our party. Nice. While we're, uh, sort of in this last half-ish hour of the session tonight, I wanted to know if the player characters had any other questions for Kui, the local, or if the players and audience had any more quest questions for Angelo, the, uh, experimental archaeologist, um, about all the things that have happened during the game, or just about his work, or, you know, if the characters want to ask more things about the landscape, this would be a good time for all of that. Probably ask... We're like we're getting we're getting well into the parts of this continent that 
out of the little of it that has been described and people know about, like in New Seychester, we are now where like people do not know like what is going on out here. The the New Seychester people do not know what anything. So I'd probably ask like what what is beyond the desert? If you went all the way across to the north, what is there? And and in the market when they like mentioned other peoples in the desert, like who else would you expect to find? You know, what what are the other communities that live in the desert? Yeah. So uh you know you you saw the grasslands that were kind of towards the south. Uh, there's the big river to the east and the north and the west both have mountains and the river that's on the east i mean uh, that's where a lot of the cell snakes are so definitely if you want to avoid more acid spitting cell snakes uh, avoid the river to the east of the desert but um in terms of other peoples in the area there are this some scorpion folk and uh the armans which are kind of armadillo like uh, and there are also in the kind of to the south, there are mouse folk and gnolls and goblins and uh, oh, also raptorins in the area, which are kind of bird type uh, creatures. But those live in the mountains uh, that are in the west. I'm not sure what other information I have that can help. That is very helpful that you... <laughs> That is the most warning we have had about any new area that we've encountered or any new peoples that we've encountered. Uh, yeah, it's very useful. Um, yeah, I saw eyebrows there any going kind of up. Berries at... Oh, sorry. Um, sorry. <clears throat> oh, no, I was just saying I saw eyebrows going up at the mentions of the other two peoples that live in the desert. Yes, I am very excited mm -hmm. about... Um, so, like, peopling Arda was super fun for me because I've told you so many times I love the monster manuals and they have so many cool playable humanoid species in them and I pulled as many as possible. So there are all kinds of animal people living on this continent and I love it so much. So, yeah, scorpion folk and armands also live in the and desert. Raptorins and, and the raptorins live in the mountains, yeah. And they awesome. And they've been, they were just in the grasslands, so they have met goblins mm -hmm. and gnolls and mouse folk, yeah. Making your way, social butterflies. Hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. meeting, meeting everyone and yeah. ever so slightly improving at meeting new people each time. <laughs> My favorite uh, was saw... still the Marian village where Tulip had to re-explain who you were at every stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Angela, you were gonna say something. Uh, I saw Biker Dave asked in the chat uh, where to purchase atlatls. Uh -oh. uh, there are quite a few places online you can purchase atlatls from. There are there's kind of one large scale manufacturer uh, called Thunderbird Atlatls. The guy who runs that his name is Bob Berg. Uh, and he's in upstate New York. Actually, I have a Bob Berg atlatl. It's one of my favorite atlatls. This is a Bob Berg atlatl. This is the Nanatoke uh, Nanatoke model. It is probably the one that I recommend the most for beginners in terms of the atlatl itself. Um, I think it's really, it kind of develops like all the basics of how to use that ladle. It's kind of the most simple form with this protruding spur. Um, and they're not too expensive. I think you can, he has a few different versions of the same one. I think the cheapest one is in like the $30 range. The hardest part about getting into atlatls is the darts because the darts require a lot more engineering and specialty making than the atlatls itself. You can honestly make your own atlatl very very easily as well out of like a i usually 
usually use a one inch dowel from Home Depot and then carve in a spur and kind of take out half of it. So I kind of half the dowel. So that's like a crescent half moon shape and then leave enough at the end to carve the spur. The darts on the other hand are a little bit harder to get. So you can get them from Thunderbird at Lattle, that guy, Bob Berg. Uh, his darts are good to start out with, but to get, if you wanted to get serious, they need some modification. They're kind of, they're stiffer than would be for standard darts. Darts need to be very flexible. I think I mentioned that last in the last episode. Um, so I have, I do have a uh, Bob Berg dart here, if I can get it into frame. It's so long. Okay, here we go. I like imagining every part of his room that we can't see is just it's filled just... with that lateral stuff. <laughs> All within arm's reach, yeah. You're, you're so close to the truth. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I'm feeling a little exposed now. You uh, kind it's of... fine. I love it. Um, okay, so this used to be a, a Bob Berg uh, dart. So they are half, when he sells them, they're half inch diameter, uh, single diameter shaft, six feet long, made out of ash wood. What I do is I uh, take a block plane and, and sandpaper and I sand it so that it is thinner here towards the feathers. So it's actually thinner here. Here it's around three eighths of an inch. And then it increases in diameter to the tip to about half an inch. And I can't get it on frame because it's just too long. But oh yeah, it's about half an inch here at the tip and it thins down. And that, that gives it more flexibility and makes it perform a lot better. So they do work out of the box with that half inch diameter. It just doesn't work that great um with some modification it can work really well if you're on the west coast uh there's a guy named ken villers he's a very very good friend of mine and uh one of the tournament directors for the uh so like the tournaments at lateral tournaments that happen down here and he makes at lateral darts out of river cane which is the other main uh material that they were made out of in both in antiquity and modern day i think he makes some of the finest darts around like they perform so so well they have the perfect amount of flex they're very durable um, they are a bit pricier though. They're about $30 a dart. So that's kind of where it get a little bit pricier. So, you know, you could though get an atlatl or make an atlatl and get like three darts for maybe a total of like $100. If you're on the Discord, you can shoot me a message and I can put you in contact with some of these people. And then there are a few places where you can buy like aluminum or carbon fiber darts. Those hit and miss depending on who's making them. If it's somebody who's in the atlatl community and knows how it works, they can be good. <laughs> Uh, there are some like archery or bow and arrow manufacturers like, oh yeah, we can figure out laddles. And they like glue three arrows together and call that an atlatl dart and it just doesn't really work that well. Um, uh, yeah, so can I use carbon fiber arrows? Yes, you can use carbon fiber arrow shafts. You would need probably three of them because you want a dart that's six feet long, basically at, minim at minimum. And you want the front third of the dart so whatever that first arrow shaft to be heavier and stiffer than the rear two thirds. So what some people do is they'll take like a, if they have an arrow shaft, like that's like this diameter, they'll take a smaller arrow shaft and fit them inside of each other. And that makes like one thicker, stiffer arrow shaft. So maybe for the final one towards the feathers, it's just one wall thick for the middle segment. It's two walls thick. And then for the front segment, it's three walls thick, something to that effect that'll give it the correct taper. Cause you want it both to be tapered in like, like you want to be tapered in flexibility, which usually means tapered in diameter or some, in some way. Hmm, um, fishing weights. Uh, I guess you could use fishing weights. I don't know how fishing weights would help the stiffness of the dart, 
but that could help you get the balance right to get it front heavy. You do, you do want the, the center of balance for the dart to be like between four and six inches uh, towards the tip. So it's front heavy by a little bit. Also, can you, um, I know you're part of an organization that like works on teaching people how, so like mm-hmm. what, what is that and how, like, how does that organization help people get involved if uh, oh, audience yeah. would so, like to participate? <laughs> I'm on the board of directors for the World Atlatl Association, which puts on educational events and most primarily competitions around the world. So if you go to worldatlatl.org, uh, they have a calendar of events for both just like public workshops and then also for competitions uh, that, that happen around the world, mostly in the United States, but, but elsewhere as well. And then often there are like national park or state park groups that'll have at lateral events that are disconnected from our organization. But if you kind of look for state parks in your area, there are many, so like in, there's a place called Meadowcroft State Park in Missouri, if I remember correctly, or Iowa, somewhere in the Midwest, and they do monthly at lateral public demonstrations and like workshops um but they're not necessarily part of the world Atlatl association valley of fire state park here in las vegas does uh every other month they do at lateral workshops and then this summer i'll be teaching at lateral workshops once a month at the las vegas natural history museum so yeah you can look for those type of opportunities in your area as well or find the website cool thank you players play your characters do you have other questions uh Probably. Probably. I don't know. I feel like we asked so many questions last last game. Yeah, no, that's fine. And we can continue the conversation in the Discord as well, which is yeah, what absolutely. it's there for. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh well, so you take a bit of a rest and then you move through the desert in this sort of nice morning light and Cedric is foraging for um prickly pears. Is anybody else doing anything while you continue walking? Um Luxury. are there any are there any berries around? Um, the only berries you've seen are the ones that Cedric was able to tell you the really bad ones are poisonous yeah, yeah um mm-hmm. the, that's the and now you see those shrubs every once in a while growing here not mm-hmm. in the canyon but you know out here on the on the regular flat ground now um they're less common than some of the others but yeah that's the only like berry you're seeing um it looks like that might not be a common reproductive strategy of plants in this region yeah (laughs) just wanted to make sure Mm -hmm. yeah uh fletcher you were gonna say something uh yeah i think as we're walking uh i don't have i don't have uh any darts on it or anything but i think fletcher has the like the atlatl hand portion itself and it's just while we're walking is just kind of like trying to like practice like the throw now that there's a little more light and he can like not have to like worry like having the fire or his lantern or whatever <laughs> like it's just kind of like doing that as we're as we're walking nice love it <laughs> all right um so you wind up continuing for a ways and koi continues to lead you um in the direction of the temple and the sun comes up and it's not hot yet right the you know the the cool of the night is still sort of in the process of burning away but it is now visible so Fletcher doesn't have to worry about stumbling over stuff anymore and all the rest of you can see well again as well and you start to see in the distance in front of you in the direction that you're heading some sort of larger 
you know, something that breaks up the landscape in front of you. And you continue approaching um, until you are standing before an incredible sandstone edifice with angular geometric patterns carved into the stone blocks around the outside. There, uh, there's a pair of broad stone doors dominating the center of the wall that, you know, is the front door. And those doors are flanked by stately round pillars that it looks exactly like you saw it in your dream. Okay. Okay, does this look familiar? Yep, I think we're here, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> Should I just, like, knock on the door, I guess? Well, we'll wait for you to go inside until next time, but I will let you all decide how you would like to part from your newfound friend, Koi, oh. um, <laughs> at the end of time. Are you sure you don't want to come with us? I mean... Only only one of us was sacrificed last time. <laughs> what a sales pitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, our Ooh. last martial party member got killed by a ghost <laughs> in a temple. <laughs> Almost seriously, that is. Yeah. Really bad really yeah. <laughs> would you like to volunteer as tribute? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind joining you on another for the next uh, little bit into the temple. But I don't know how that messes up Cheryl's plans. <laughs> I would say that your character probably has other things to do in the desert, but the you know you hope that if they don't die on some other adventure, you might see them again at some yeah, point. Yeah, definitely. And Perhaps, you definitely uh, could. <laughs> Don't, don't die, and hopefully I'll see you on the other end of the desert some, at some point. Yeah, if we pass back through this way, um, we'll absolutely try and meet up with you again. The boys um, can show you how good they've gotten at their weapons. Yes, yes. Yeah. Practice, and then I can, uh, yeah. Excited and maybe they could enter the competition, and we could cheer <laughs> for them. Oh my goodness. We'll come back for That'll every summer great. festival. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they have a whole year to, like, not suck. Exactly, a year later, same summer festival, to come back to uh -huh, the uh -huh. so only non-thrycreen non competitors. <laughs> yes. We're in the desert. We're here. I, like, you didn't say that they had to be thycreen. They were just communities from the desert. And we are a community and we are in the desert. Therefore, I believe that we are eligible. Lordy. Um. <laughs> I, um... <laughs> so, Kui, uh, um, one of the first things you told, uh, we talked about, and um, we didn't really have a chance to talk about it, but you said you were interested in my armor, my weapons, um, and obviously I need those. Um <laughs> But um, you said you were interested in, in steel, um, and I do actually have uh, something that I thought you might appreciate. And Cedric pulls out, uh, uh, he has a signal signal whistle, which um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm imagining to be like one of those little ones you'd like put on a keychain, oh. like, like a little single like steel <laughs> yeah. pipe with like a, a slit cut in it, and hands it to you. Um, thanks for all the uh, instruction and, and the weapons. They're... <laughs> I promise I'll get better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's you're at a disadvantage with only two arms, but I'm sure with practice you'll figure it out. And uh, thank you for for the whistle. This will be, definitely be uh, interesting. Maybe I can use it for some sort of bird calls in the desert or something. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. a good idea. I never thought does of that. Does he have lungs or does he have spiracles? How is he going to Why use Why are we it? going into this <laughs> right now? <laughs> Sorry. So take it and be like, totally ah! the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> into the side <laughs> he's speaking so therefore he has at least some way yeah, of like, like come on yeah but maybe whole time it wasn't... okay but like there's <laughs> like hissing cockroaches <laughs> <laughs> you just 
just has spiracles on his face. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, he has, like, thoracic spiracles. <laughs> Bugs oh, have ears on their wings. I, I don't okay. see why he I... can't be talking from his thorax. Uh... <laughs> I swear, by the time we're done, we will have rewritten every playable humanoid species in D&D <laughs> to be impeccably accurate. We already did it to the Myconids and to the Knolls. <laughs> We can do it to all of them. It'll mm-hmm. be great. And now you've written in two new accurate weapons. Yeah. We yeah. certainly have. Yes. I, that is yeah. my favorite thing about this show is that we're mm-hmm. doing all that weird stuff. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> Until one of your player characters I... is like, so how's it going to blow a whistle exactly? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, like, I think it's, it's not like I hate that. It's just that, like, it's like one of those like, oh, I'm exasperated because I didn't think of it ahead of time things. But like... <laughs> I haven't had a chance to look into it, but I think uh, Wizards is actually developing Adelotl into the official Yay. into Fifth Ed. Like it's mm-hmm. it's Hopefully there's some right. there's some content that isn't fully published yet, but it's available for people to review. I guess. Hey, Wizards That's of the cool. Coast, they're not listening. Uh, you should talk to a person who actually knows things about Adelotls when you build. Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually really curious to go look it up now and see if I yeah. can find it. Yeah, one of my especially... friends was like, "Yeah, that's available." Especially because, like, my favorite part was how we talked so much about the heads on the darts and how the different materials matter to the efficacy of the weapon. Like, I, I bet they mm-hmm. won't do something like that, but it would be cool if they did. So, yeah, you know. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the range. I mean, yeah. people don't realize how good the range of these weapons are, where you can mm-hmm. get at a maximum distance shot 300 feet of range. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, That's or almost crazy. so far. Yeah. It's so far. Yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, for I a D and D weapon, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully they write a good one, and if not, you can use ours. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah. And I gave the stats to Peter because you said you wanted to yeah. do something with that. Yeah, so. I would. I, I would really love to make just like a, a stat block. I, I will get to it eventually when yeah, I'm not moving. That would be cool. I mean, that's totally fine. Yeah, that would be yeah. cool. So yeah, you can you can use our stats for these cool weapons, and yeah. But it is time for us to thank ever so much, Angelo. Thank you for coming to yeah. play D&D with us, even though you had no idea how to play the game when you started. <laughs> I'm really glad that I asked you to come on, and I'm really glad that you said yes. We learned all kinds of cool things from you, and I really enjoyed it. I hope you did. I enjoyed it. I had so much fun learning how to play D&D. Thank you for inviting mm-hmm. me. I've, I've always been interested in learning how to play. It seems like something I would be interested in. I just have never had the opportunity, so I'm really grateful Aww. to have this opportunity to play with such an awesome group. Yay! Aww. Aww. <laughs> it was so awesome to have you. Yeah, Nature check, really converting one scientist at a time into a D&D player. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, um, we will also thank all of you. Wow, there are a lot of people watching right now. Hi, friends. Um, Yeah, thank you ever so much to everyone who's watched this evening. Thank you for redeeming rewards in the (laughs) Twitch viewpoints or whatever they're called so that our friends would be able to heal themselves and not die at the hands of some electric lizards. Love shocker lizards. They're so cool. Don't hate the sparkly thing, Cedric. (laughs) Yeah, so we fought some lightning lizards and a snake that can fly. We talked more about ancient weapons. We foraged in the desert, and they are now in front of this imposing stone temple, the first above-ground temple Boy. That they've encountered after Kay dreamed about it. And um, the next time that we will play... Oops. <laughs> the next time that we will play March 14th. is in March. It is March 14th. Thank you. Yes, so we will be playing in March 14th. Don't forget... That day is Daylight Savings Day. Oh, God. Someone's going to have to remind me because I'm going to show up the wrong time. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all go on Daylight Savings Time. 
us logical people on the equator are like, but son, don't move stuff. I, hey, uh, I'm not arguing with you, but like, it's the world I live in, so. Move. <laughs> I'm more logical one. <laughs> okay, let's, we're not getting into that right now. Anyway, <laughs> March 14th, we will be back playing again. They're going into their next temple unless they like turn around and walk away from this door, which I hope they don't because... Our next special guest will be joining us. We're going from guest to guest right now. So we will have the most, like, I love all of our guests, but I'm very excited for this guest because I was so scared to email this person. So we will be releasing the name of this person soon so that you all can get hype as well. But that person will be joining us on March 14th and March 21st. So come hang out on those days. But yeah, on March 14th, remember that it'll be daylight savings time. I'll tweet that out too so that everybody remembers. Otherwise... Uh, Veronica says that she will text you, Nancy. <laughs> Amazing. God, I um, need it, too. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you. so in the meantime, you can hang out with us in our Discord. You can tag me and stuff on Twitter, and we can chat. Um, there might be other game streams happening on the Twitch in the meantime. Emily is working her way through a different zombie video game now, so that's exciting. Still talking about science. Um, there are other projects in the works. Nancy and I are having a brainstorming session this week, and I am so stoked. So, Please yeah. text me. Please I, remind me. I, I will I'll remind you of that too. There's, there's a pattern here. Oh, yeah. so, so there are lots of things going on on Nature Tech. So stay tuned for all of that, and we'll see you later. Thank you so much, everyone. Bye. Have a good night.